What's up, YouTube? I'm Robert, and this is the Biker Bar Podcast live stream, episode number 92. And I have said this so many times, you think I'd know what I was doing by now, but I don't. So I'm sorry I'm running a little bit behind. And also, there hasn't been a show in a while because apparently my life has been extremely busy and um, it's summertime. So I'm having a good time. It's very easy to have a good time in the summertime and not be so diligent about the podcast. Maybe I should move it to another day. Somebody else mentioned this to me a while ago. Would would you guys think if it was like a Thursday night instead of a Sunday night? Maybe that's what I should do. Then it'd be easier for me to um, stick to a schedule or something like that. Anyways, it's going to be intermittent for a little bit still. I got a bunch of things going on. So um, it is what it is. You guys get it. So with all of that being said, do me a favor and swing by my Instagram or my Facebook and just give me a little follow over there because I like seeing those numbers grow. Instagram just like broke four grand the other day or not too long ago, something like that. It's 4,000 people there. I can't believe it, which is really rad. And um, Facebook is like, I don't know. I just don't have enough. Wait a minute. My like my base is over. It's like 40 years old. All of you guys are on Facebook. Seriously, swing by the Facebook page at Biker B1 and just follow me seriously it would be it would be much much appreciated so as you guys can that are list that are watching instead of just listening you can see i'm not in the garage but i have like a screenshot of the garage behind me because it's like 170 billion degrees out there right now and um unless you want to actually watch me fry on a live stream um i'm going to do it in here with some air conditioning that's the plan also if you guys want to help support the channel, swing by Patreon because you guys are the you guys are the backers. You guys are the the sole providers to the biker biker um, biker bar podcast. I do have a sponsorship thingy coming, kind of sponsorship trial run thing coming up here soon, and um, I'm actually really excited about that. And we'll actually have something different for you guys to listen to me rant about at the beginning of the show. That would be fun. Anyways, let's let's go ahead and uh, bring on today's guest. I'm gonna bring him over here. Bam! See if I know what I'm doing. How's it going, man? Hey, how you doing? Not bad. So this is uh, for you guys. This is Sebastian, or better known as Seabass, and uh, he runs a Instagram and YouTube channel called Normal Mountain Biker, right? Yeah, yeah. I told you that thing was gonna fall asleep behind me, didn't yeah. I? <laughs> what do you know? It's like, it's like those of you guys that uh, don't know what I'm talking about. It's probably because you're you're listening and not watching. And um, apparently, I don't know how to make this thing stay on behind me. So we just got the the screensaver. I this is good. This is the fail. Yeah, man. This is what you, this is what you got to <laughs> do. You just got to run with it, though. So, anyways, you're uh, you're out of what what city? I'm actually in uh, Marin County, specifically in the, the town of Cabado here in Northern California. So you're basically where, like, everybody hates mountain bikers. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pretty much a, a criminal here, if you, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think you have to have, like, a, a gravel bike to at least, like, get a little bit of a pass there. But even the gravel bikers are still, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't work well, right? Oh, no. It's, uh, it's been a struggle. Um, it. You know, some say it's getting better. I, I, I really don't know. You know, it's it's changing, but yeah. I don't think it's really changing at the rate that a lot of people want to see it changing. 
Yeah. Um, and, and for anybody who's out there that doesn't really know the situation, you know, we've got uh, Marin County has kind of been the uh, it's been labeled as, you know, the birthplace of mountain biking. And, and uh, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, really big names come out of out of Marin County. You know, we've got people like, you know, Mark Weir, you know, Ben Cruz, Marco Osborne, you know, they're all from this area. And uh, so we have, you know, and obviously a lot of a lot of others other than that. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we have a pretty tricky situation here with the whole uh <laughs> mountain biking scene um there's there's a lot of uh anti-biking rhetoric i guess you could say in some yeah way, totally right? and uh you know there's there's like four legal bike trails that are not you know f fire road or anything like that i mean we have i can only think of right now like maybe four or five like actual trails like that are not you know single track trails is what i'm referring to right that are that are bike legal so pretty much so you got like right, basically like china camp and yeah Tim yeah. yeah and, and uh, china camp is actually I, I believe it's state park i I, yeah. I think it is so that's kind of why that that is you know i guess you could say legal to ride bikes on but anything that's like uh under the uh marin county open space district um there which is which is the vast majority of the land here in marin county right um, it's there's mountain biking is like heavily forbidden on any kind of anything outside of fire road and even there's there's actually some places where uh you can't even ride your bike on a fire road here so um, there you go. yeah it's there's few places but they but they do exist here so it's yeah, it's yeah. a it's to say the least it's a struggle you know it's yeah, yeah. And, for <laughs> sure getting out and then uh, and doing what we love to do best right so how'd you get into riding man it's a, a kind of a long story. I've, I've always really been into biking. I've always been into any kind of, you know, action sports as long as I can remember from, you know, being a little kid. And, um, you know, my first memory of, of sending something on a bike, you know, we had those, uh, you know, those super cheap uh, plastic ramps, you know, those like foot, foot tall by like four feet wide, you know, plastic ramps you'd buy at like Target or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, for sure. So it was, it was my brother and I and the neighborhood kids, you know, growing up, you know, six, seven, eight years old. And we were just, you know, get our, you know, our cheap little, you know, <laughs> 20 inch, you know, mountain bikes or whatever we had back then and just absolutely sending it. And, and uh, you know, I remember specifically we had a, a competition where it was, you know, let's see who can jump the most car lengths. Right. So uh, so you can imagine the carnage that came with that. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> As little kids just you know, sending it on these plastic jumps on cheap bikes on, on concrete of all things. Right. So, right. Right. Um, yeah. And then it, uh, you know, it, it, one of these days, you know, we, we went on a family trip. We were very lucky. My, uh, my parents always took us traveling. And um, one of the places we went to was Canada. And, uh, and at this point in time, you know, I, it, that all we had experience to was, you know, plastic jumps in the front yard. And we went, you know, up the coast in Vancouver, you know, British Columbia. We went up the coast through Vancouver, uh -huh. Richmond, Squamish, and we finally made our way up to Whistler. And uh, I remember the moment that I looked up actually in Blackcomb at the at the park. And I didn't know anything about mountain biking at that point. I remember getting there and I looked up. And if you've been there, you'll know what I'm talking about. There's kind of this area where you can you look up and it's right where they have crank works and they have all these jumps and everything. And, this, and the lift is right there. Mm -hmm. uh, right there in the village and i remember looking up and just seeing these these guys just hitting these huge jumps and i was just in an awe just mesmerized yeah, by mesmerized it. right so um so it ended up you know turning into you know kind of one of those things where it was like oh you know i i asked my i begged my parents like please please like like i want to go i want to go check it out i want to go see what these guys are doing i want to i want to ride i want to ride and of course you know my parents you know they were like all right fine so we rented um 
I don't know if you guys remember the uh, uh, the Kona shreds. Do you guys remember okay. on those guys? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. The, the old like hardtail boxy frame, you know, and, mm -hmm. and they had those for rent there. Took a class and they took us on the mountain. And my first like real mountain bike experience was at Whistler of all places. Oh wow! And um, so you're pretty much so, just destroyed then for the rest of your life. Oh yeah, <laughs> chasing that. <laughs> But that was that was my first introduction to biking, and and you know from there it really it really spiraled into into kind of what it's become today. We um you know after that you know it was just a slow a slow startup where I you know I got my you know. Do you have siblings? That, was, huh? Do you have siblings? I do. I have one brother who's okay. Uh, so you, how far are you guys apart? He's a couple years younger than I am. Okay, so, so you guys both rode Whistler that day? Or? Yeah, yeah, both of us. Okay. Did. Yeah, yeah. So we both got into it kind of at the same time. He was never really too much into biking until recent years. Um, uh -huh. You know, but but for me in particular, you know, I, I you know, after that, it was like, I, I was obsessed, man. I had I had to, you know, just imagine yeah. it's like, you know, I was, I, I don't know what I was, like maybe seven, eight, nine. I don't remember how old I was really back yeah. then. But, um, you know, it was just like, you know, I was just dreaming about it, right? And so finally uh -huh. one day... Um, you know, I got a, uh, we went to, popped into Mike's Bikes here in, in uh, San Rafael. And, uh, and uh, my parents got me a, uh, like, you know, super bottom end, you know, uh, I think it was a hard rock. Uh -huh. And a specialized hard rock, right? Some super old one, right? And yeah, yeah. And I, I smashed on that thing, man. <laughs> like, you know, that's that that's the bike that really started it all for me. Uh, I think everybody there, starts you know. out with a pretty cheap bike, man. I mean, not yeah. many people get the fortune. I mean, well, I guess nowadays kids maybe, maybe are starting out with a better deal. But, I mean, my first mountain bike was from Montgomery Wards. I mean, it was like the big box oh, wow. bike. My grand or my my mom was dating this dude, and he was into mountain biking. They bought me the bike from there and the extended warranty. Wow. And basically, I rode that bike for a year and would take it in. I would be ex basically exchanging it for a new bike, like every couple of weeks. I would just be busting everything on it. Yeah. <laughs> and at the end of the year, it was like the warranty was going to be up in like a week. And I talked them into just refunding me the money. And wow. they gave me the money from it. And then I put that down on my first real mountain bike, which was a, a giant, you know, a giant hardtail yeah. back yeah. in the day. How old are you? I'm, I'm actually 25. 25. Okay. So you're, you're, you're a bit younger than me, but, um, back when I was riding back in the day, let me tell you about what I was riding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mountain bikes then were, were fully rigid. I mean, there was yeah. no suspension at all. So, um, I mean, a, a decent bike, my, my bike that I bought was like 500 bucks. Like the top of the line giant at the time was a grand, wow. you know? Yeah. So, um, I mean, and honestly, it was like a road bike with fucking knobby tires. So it yeah. wasn't like <laughs> you were getting much. <laughs> wow, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, no, dude, that that's awesome, man. Everybody starts out that way. And, you yeah. know, it's like, I think that that's good, though, because it makes you really recognize um, what a better bike does, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and it makes you really appreciate what you have as well. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. For yeah, sure. Like, yeah. You know, I, I go to, we have, um, around here, we have a uh, Stafford Lake bike park. I don't know if you've ever heard of it before. It sounds familiar. Um, yeah. It's, uh, it's just this, this, this jump park that we have here at one of our, one of our county parks. And, um, uh, and there's, there's a good variety of different types of jumps that one can hit, you know, anywhere from like green to black diamond and so on. Uh -huh. right? Um, but it's, it's interesting because you come out here, you know, on a weekend and 
and you have such a vast variety of writers out here, you know, anything from, you know, kids that are like six years old <laughs> you uh -huh. know, on their on their training bike, you know, hitting some of this stuff to like full blown adults, you know, that have super, super nice bikes, you know, just uh -huh. sending stuff. Right. And I've always found it fascinating that you see the, you know, you see kids out there that are like 10, 11, 12 years old, you know, and they, they have like the most basic bike, you know, some, some Walmart, you know, purchase bike yeah. they're out there, you know, hitting the black diamond, you know, just bouncing off everything, you know, right. It's, it's, it just goes to show that, you know, a lot, a lot of the, you know, at least how I see it is a lot of the sport, you know, is mostly, you know, what you can do with your tools. Right. And, yeah. and, and, um, and not so much, you know, what, what what the bike does for you so yeah that's i don't know if you watch my channel or you have in the past but yeah yeah the the logo i mean the 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 the, the saying you know is it only takes a bike to be a biker yeah you know? and that's that when i started my channel i really wanted people to really understand that because it's so easy to be caught up in how much money you're thrown at gear right mm -hmm. but i i know myself and i'm sure you've had this as well Every once in a while, you get fucking judgy, right? And you see some dude show up in some like cut off jeans and like his sneakers and some beat up ass bike, and you're like, "This dude can't ride." And then he fucking puts you down. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. just lays the heat all day, and you're like, "Holy shit, man!" So yeah. like, it doesn't matter what you're riding, dude. It only takes a bike to be a biker. You exactly. know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's always humbling when that happens, man. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. I remember. Uh, there was a guy that I went, I, I was like in one of my, my times of riding when I thought I was in like, like peak shape or really good shape. Right. And I went on this big group, ride. You know, that website, uh, mtbr.com. Yeah. Yeah. So they did like some, um, group ride and I went to this area. It was like in the area where I ride all the time. And there was this dude that's probably about the size I am now, maybe a little bit bigger than I am right now. And, uh, and he, uh, he's walking around, you know, no shirt on, getting ready to ride. And I was thinking, man, this dude's freaking, he's going to be hurting on these climbs. <laughs> and uh, I was on that, that climb and this dude just freaking passes me like one handed, sitting up, just flapping his jaw, talking to his buddy. And I'm like giving it everything I got to like stay in the pack. And like, he just dusted me. And I was like, dude, you yeah. need to stop, man. You can't <laughs> think like that. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. Amazing. These things, they happen, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you uh, run the channel by yourself, or you said? I think you said while we were off camera that you you do this with your brother. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it's my brother and I, and my brother's. You know, it's interesting how the whole thing kind of started. You know, we um, we had a uh, you know originally the the page was kind of me filming him. Um, I actually have a, a background in, in videography. Um, and, and I can get, get into that as well, but, uh, yeah, it, yeah. it started off, you know, um, I, uh, me filming him, you know, we'd go to local trails, bike parks, whatever it was. And, and, uh, uh, videos, photography, whatever it may have been, it was posting it of him. Um, and then one day, uh, I, I was just like, you know, here, uh, just film me doing this. Let me just, let me just post something of, of me doing something. Right. Uh, -huh. uh posted it and it just got incredible feedback you know it was like views on views and and i was getting likes and people were commenting like oh my god look at this guy writing and then that to, to us was kind of a pivotal moment of like okay this is a niche right i mean there's not too many guys out there 
you know, that are, that are riding, riding bikes and, 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 you know, and then sending the stuff that, you know, we're, we're sending, you know, we're going to all these different spots, North Star, Pacifica, whatever it may be. And, um, and so I, I think the catch there, let's just say this yeah. for people that are listening, maybe haven't seen your Instagram or not. Yeah. Like the catch there is not many guys that are your size riding bikes like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, that's what it is. Right. I mean, I know for my channel, I mean, I was, just a few months ago, I was 300 pounds, you know, and even now, I mean, I'm still not a little dude. I'm like 250. So yeah. like, um, definitely not a lot of guys our size going out there freaking sending it, you know? Oh, no, no. And, and just as a reference for all you guys listening out there, and um, I'm about six foot four, something like that. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm something I'm, like that. Something <laughs> like that. It depends on the day. <laughs> Um, and I'm, and I'm, I'm roughly about 300 pounds. So right it's, uh, yeah, I, I, I've met very few people that are, that are my size riding, um, yeah. you know, now being exposed to kind of, you know, the internet and having that, that, you know, that kind of network to have the access to a lot of different people. And, you know, people are constantly messaging me and I, I, I do get people that are like, Hey, you know, I've, I, 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 I can't believe I found your page. You know, it's like, I'm. I, I didn't think there was anybody else like us out there riding bikes and, and yeah. you know, doing, you know, mountain biking stuff. So that's been really cool to me at least. Cause I always thought, you know, I was kind of a unicorn in that sense. Right. And yeah, to hear yeah I was always definitely one of the bigger guys that I, out of people that I rode with, you know, mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. um, I've been riding, I mean, for a long time, but it, it's interesting the the feedback that you get from people, you know, and and one of the ones, and let's, I'm, I'm gonna pivot a little bit here. One of the ones that I run into a lot, and I'm sure you probably do, is people are like, "Hey, I weigh X, and let's just say it's like 250, maybe it's 300, maybe it's 325, you know." But they're like, "Do you think I can buy this bike, and the frame is gonna support me?" Yeah. Yeah. And um, it just blows my mind because every time I get that question, it's like, I never once have thought about like, even at 300 pounds was like, is this thing going to crack underneath? No, dude, yeah. just fucking ride. <laughs> You're like, and I don't, I mean, do, did, do you get paranoid or did you like wonder about that? Or do you get those questions? All right. Well, to, yeah. <laughs> um, so I do get those questions actually at least once a day, I'll have someone message me about that. Like yeah. at least some days, if I put like if I post a video that clearly shows me and my size and whatnot and me doing something, I'll get like five to ten people a day asking me that very specific question. But, um, but the, but to to answer your other question of do I worry about my bike breaking? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure do. Um, I've had uh, I'm not gonna name any names of, of of course, right? Of any specific brands, but I I've had bikes broken on me in the past. Like yeah. I fully snapped frames and. You know, but I think that's that's something that's gonna happen. Like, yeah. I mean, guys that are guys that are one fifty snap frames too. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I I always feel like it's kind of like when people like have that like carbon versus aluminum freaking conversation. They're like, oh, it only snaps because it's carbon. Or if it was aluminum, it bent. It's like, no, dude, get on the internet, man. There's yeah. broken shit all over the place, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then you'll find those videos where it's like someone's testing a carbon frame and then it's like it takes like 50 times more energy to break the carbon frame than it does for the aluminum one. Right. You know, or then you have the, uh, the counter video of like, oh, look, I did this on my aluminum bike and I did it with a carbon one. The carbon one broke. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, it's just the Internet doing the Internet. What, what it does. Yeah. Yeah. The Internet's good at that shit, man. That's for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so but you you are you a carbon rider or an aluminum rider? 
Um, I've, I've, I've owned about even amount of bikes for, for both. Um, uh-huh. and I'm kind of tending to stick to, to, to aluminum nowadays. I'm not at all opposed to carbon, like not at, uh-huh. not at all. I've just, I've just, you know, within my budget, I've been kind of trying to be more of a budget friendly, you know, budget oriented, uh, kind uh-huh. of moving forward and, it, and, you know, cheaper bikes tend, tend to be aluminum. So yeah, yeah. Um, that's nowadays, that's kind of where, where I'm riding, but I, I do see. So you get sponsored. You'd be like, fuck that. <laughs> that's, that's the idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. I mean, I I love carbon bikes. I mean, some of my favorite yeah. bikes are carbon bikes. It's just they're they're well out of my budget right now. So yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand the budget thing. Yeah. I think that if um if budget was was um a concern for me, then yeah, I wouldn't care. I, mm-hmm. I when I bought my Chameleon, the first one that I had, I bought that in aluminum because I was like, I don't really care about this being carbon. But I. I've found that like there's some flex in, in aluminum that I just don't really like for my size. Yeah. You know, and um, I think that some guys may look at it as some other reasons on why they do or they don't like carbon. But for me, I, I like the frame being rigid and my wheels as well. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are, you, are you, I mean, you, so you do a lot of jumping. Are you... Yeah predominantly do you have a dirt jumper do you have like a trail bike too or like which what do you kind of what kind of bikes do you ride yeah so so right now i i kind of have all three um so i've got i've got a dirt jumper which i i don't really ride that often um i just am not that comfortable on a dirt jumper yet um uh the uh uh the main bike that i ride is is my old mountain bike and it's a currently it's a it's a yt capra and and Mm -hmm. i love that thing you know it's, it's a great bike um, and I also have a YT two as as well, or twos. I don't know how to how to pronounce. Yeah, that. whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, but um, you're allowed to say I, whatever you want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I I do mostly the jumping on my my enduro bike or my downhill bike. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and and there was a point in time where you know because of the the part shortages, I you know as probably everybody's experiencing, um, I wasn't able to ride my all mountain bike. I, there was just a bunch of stuff I couldn't buy um, for it, so I was stuck with just my downhill bike, and I was hitting. I was in all the jumps on that stuff, you know, <laughs> going to yeah. the parks, you know, trail riding, whatever, whatever it was, you know, we got to get out on the trail somehow. Right. Dude, I called 11 shops the other day so I could get a chain. Are you serious? 11 shops. I oh, was yeah. specifically looking for like the XX one black chain because, you know, if you're going to take a picture, it has to, it has to look good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like so not me because I can't tell you how many times I've talked shit about people that spend that much money on a chain, but I accidentally had to buy one for my other bike like a month ago. I was trying to buy a chain and that was actually the only chain that they had was that XX1 that's black. And I was like, well, I need a chain. So I guess this is what I'm walking out of the shop with, right? Yeah. Yeah. So then I just built this new short travel 29er, um, that I've been teasing the hell out of everybody, but I haven't told them what it is yet. And um, so I'm getting ready to take the pictures. You know, you got, you build a new bike, you got to take pictures while it's like clean. And, uh, and I'm like, I need to get a chain. I'm like, dude, this thing would look really sick if that chain was black. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Next thing you know, here I am spending nine bucks on a chain voluntarily. But yeah, it yeah. took me 11 shops and I was surprised how many that I called that um didn't even have any 12 speed chains at all wow yeah i was like holy crap man yeah 
I've been afraid to start asking <laughs> just because I know what the answer is going to be. Yeah. But, yeah. So um, what, what were you looking for? What was, um, what was not in stock? Um, to keep it simple. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, some, some drivetrain stuff. I couldn't uh-huh. find. I needed, it was the same thing, you know, 12 speed. Uh, you know, I, I broke my derailleur. And I just, I, you know, that and then wheel parts. It was a combination. Did you get the axis? What was that? Did you get the axis? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, no, I did not. Like I said, I'm on a budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as I said that out loud, that's what I thought to myself. I was like, yeah. well, some things got to slide a little bit in the budget. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe one. That'd be cool. Uh, but no, just just basic things that I just wasn't able to find, you know, here and there, and um, that that was basically the main thing. And I was out of commission for like I don't know two months without that bike. So it yeah. was yeah, it, and it's it's interesting. I I you know when this whole thing started, and once you know stuff started getting you know kind of difficult to find, you know, you see on different websites the stuff was out of stock or going to bike shops and whatnot, right? You know, I started kind of stocking up on, you know, rotors and brake pads and, yeah. you know, it just, just, it just consumable, consumables, right? And, yeah. but during the whole thing, I think that, you know, chains, I know, at least I noticed the chains and derailers, they went so quick. I mean, yeah. it was just like the moment that people caught on that, that there were, there was a parts, you know, somewhat of a parts shortage. They, it solidified itself with the derailers and the chains. Interesting. And, and you know, that that's at least what I noticed that I'm sure, I'm sure. I've had, know, so, yeah. For me, I've had a hard time with brake pads. If I find brake pads, like, and I run Saints. I mean, I'm a big dude like you. So like mm. it's 203s and Saints. And uh, I, if I, if I'm in a shop and I'm like, Hey, you guys got any pads? Like if they got them, I'm buying them, you know? And I like, uh, so I know you made a post the other day. You're running SRAM brakes, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I am. Is that like on purpose or like just what came with your bike or? Uh, I guess you could say kind of both um, uh-huh. because I, I have replaced the brakes before and I've just I've just chosen SRAM. Um, yeah. I, I, I like them. I like the way they feel. Um, I've never really had any issues. There's no, there's no like right or wrong answer here. So don't feel like yeah. I'm like telling you yeah, you're doing no. it. <laughs> I'm going to tell you you're doing it wrong, but there's like... <laughs> Yeah, that's my opinion. You're allowed to have your own. Um, so, which ones are you running? The codes or? Yeah, the, the codes. I I, uh-huh. I believe I believe they're the codes. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't, I think they are. Yeah. But, I I had SRAM on my last Bronson when I first bought it, and honestly, I didn't really mind it. Like, mm-hmm. the modulation is different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. it's smoother. Like, I like I prefer Sh- Sh- Shimano's because it's like really bitey. I like it like off or on, you know, and and yeah. I feel like I feel like no matter which one you have, you're going to like your brain's going to adjust to how it actually works. So yeah. like when you if you're a SRAM guy and you first get on it, you're going to be like, oh, my God, these Shimano's are like super bitey. But in like a couple of weeks, like a week, you're not going to notice it anymore. And it's going to be the same the other way around. You're going to go from Shimano to SRAM. You're going to be like, oh, it's mushy. And then a week later, you're going to be like, no, it's fine. Yeah, but um, I just feel like Shimano does a better job at like dissipating heat. Okay. So I think because of that, at least when I was running the SRAMs, they would like, I would like uh, what do you call it? Like glaze the pads because they get too hot, and they would just start chirping and making all kinds of 
noise. Oh yeah. And being on YouTube and every time you hit the brakes, it's all like, yeah. I, I couldn't handle it, dude. <laughs> so because yeah. of that, I, I run and I like the bike better, but because those are the main reasons I run Shimano. And I also use organic pads, even though they burn through quicker, they just seem to be quieter. And I, I prefer to not listen to my brakes. Yeah. Yeah, I actually found a uh, some you know those you know those random aftermarket companies that that'll pop up that make breakdowns uh -huh. every once in a while. I found one. I'm totally blanking on the name of it, but I found is it one Galfer. Oh, I, I don't know because Galfer is one that a lot of people I know talk about um, really? being really good for an aftermarket pad. I, and I it, know it, go ahead. Sorry, go for it. I don't know. I'm, I'll talk as long as you let me. So go yeah. ahead. <laughs> Well, I was just going to say that I've been, uh, I found a pad that's specifically made for e-bikes and I think it's, uh, an, I think it's an organic pad. I, I don't really know. There's not too much details behind it, but all I know is that, you know, they're, 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 they work really well for me. You know, I love them, you know, and, yeah. and, um, and they, you know, I had, I've always had the problem, you know, as you probably saw in the video that I posted recently and, you know, I'll, I'm just blowing through pads and rotors and, um, and uh, you know that that video in particular uh, that was on my downhill bike, and uh, it was it was you know the bike was brand new. I've only had it for like a month, just over a month now, right? Uh, yeah. But that was like I've I've used it only at bike parks, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like straight out of the box. You know, it's like it did one run here in town, and then it's just been like North Star, North Star. You know, Incline Village. You know, North Star yeah. again, and then so. So it's like I that's kind of the reason why that <laughs> those pads were so wrecked is because it was it was nonstop just intense riding, just really putting it to the test. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but but I mean the other ones like you know, I have on my on my all mountain bike, I have the uh or my enduro bike, I have pretty much the same brakes and they last much, much longer. So I mean it all it all comes down to really how hard I'm riding it. And to be totally honest, I'm I, I, I since I've had this like stockpile on pads and, and, and rotors, I've kind of been like like hell, you know, I'm doing this for YouTube or Instagram, whatever. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna send it, you know, and just come, you know, just not care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I um had a guy on recently from a uh, a pub he does like a a website, a review website called the the Lone the Lone Wolf. You've probably seen this stuff around. Yeah, yeah, I know. And uh, he was telling me that TRP just released some new brakes, and they have like the 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 width of the the rotor like for a regular shimano like out of the box is like 1.8 yeah. and it's like out of spec ones it's at like 1.5 millimeters and those new trp rotors are like 2.1 like yeah. out of the box so yeah. he was saying that paired with they have a new brake as well like a new four piston brake and he's like dude it'll blow your mind like how good these brakes are wow and i'm 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 one of those guys that's pretty brand loyal like once i find something like i like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm gonna go to go to the grave with it you know and yeah yeah just those specs alone though like really made me consider trying those brakes because brakes is one of those things that you don't realize that you have shitty ones until you get better ones <laughs> you know and yeah. every time you get better ones you're like how the hell was i riding with those other ones you know yeah Especially as a big guy. I mean, I would imagine dudes that are, you know, what brakes are engineered for, like 150, 170 pound guys, probably don't exactly. feel the same way as us. But, yeah, dude, exactly. Like, for me, man, I'm like, 
people are like, oh, well, you running two or threes front and back? And I'm like, they're like on your on your XC bike. I'm fuck yeah, dude. Like, you don't want to stop, man. <laughs> so yeah, and it's only I'm only running these small ones because they don't make any bigger. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. If, if I could get like 405s, I would, man. <laughs> yeah. No, that's one of the things that you know a lot of people they don't you know I, one of the things that I've had a problem with is is my my feet are so big that uh-huh. you know I cannot find mountain bike shoes. It, they just don't exist for me. And I, uh-huh. I wear size 17 shoe American. Holy so. shit, dude. So, so I, I get like all the time when we're out. You don't even need to wear shoes, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll get people out in the trails and they see me. I'm like wearing some like Adidas running shoes out there. And so like basically every time that there's like a big foot like print found in the woods, it was really like you camping, just taking a leak in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm actually Bigfoot. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was trying to mention that a while ago. <laughs> I'm actually Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, no, awesome. that's one of those things that, that, you know, a lot of people don't understand is, you know, like with the shoe thing, you know, people are like, why don't you just buy 510s? Why don't you just buy, you know, the new, the new whatever, right? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I'd love to, but uh, unfortunately, I can't. <laughs> so what are, you, what are you wearing then? Um, so I, I basically switched back and forth with Adidas, Adidas running shoes. And, uh-huh. uh, and I have like these Pumas that have, you know, this like, you know, the, 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 the bottom of the shoe kind of looks like, you know, what you get from like a 510 or one of those. Other, yeah. Kind of gummy. You know, yeah. So it, like a skate it, shoe kind of well, yeah. Uh-huh. And I, and I run flats, uh, flat pedals as well. I, I, I can't run clips just because there's no shoes that are big enough for me to fit. That, that what, what pedals are you using? Uh, I run the Shimano flat, like, you know, whatever their, their downhill pedals are. I don't know if they're specifically downhill, but they're like these super gnarly, you know, flat metal pedals that Shimano makes. And I'm going to send an email to a a company and introduce you to them that I think you should really try, dude. It's called uh, pedaling innovations. Have you heard of them? No, no. So they basically make a flat pedal. That's like longer front to back than normal pedals and their thought process is more that like i'm going to show this to you so you can see it but people that are listening can't but when your foot is like sitting on the pedal they want like the butt like my my fingertips are the my toes and this is Mm -hmm. the heel is the back they want your like heel and your the ball or your foot on that pedal and instead of like when you're on a flat now your toes and your heel kind of wrap around them Uh uh-huh and um so the guy's like a sports medicine probably something else that i just screwed up but like he said he was like working out doing squats and he worked out like barefoot and he was thinking like man how can i do all this weight you know and the way that people are riding they're not their their body's actually not like made to, to hold weight this way and when you're pushing on the pedal it's the same thing as doing a squat like you're pushing all that downward motion so he made this pedal that's longer and i'm telling you right now they look a little bit funny because they're a little longer. And every one of my friends that has tried those pedals has bought them. Really? Like every single one of them. I have a set that I had them send me just to, to loan to people. And I had a buddy that talked all kinds of shit about those pedals. I had, he, I gave them to him. He had them for like a month. And I told him, I was like, just ride these pedals for a month. And I guarantee you when I take them away, you'll buy them. And when I took him away, he did like one ride. He's like, yep, just bought him. Like, wow. he's like, all the shit I talked, I'm not going to say anything. And and with your feet being that big, 
I know, I would imagine that your arches are freaking sore as hell when you're riding. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Especially I mean, you're basically standing on a like a spindle. Yeah, oh yeah. So they have a size that they build for, for or they manufacture for people that have up to a size 12 foot. And they actually have one that's a, a size 12 and bigger foot that they make. So um, I'll definitely shoot you over an email to them and like introduce you guys. I think that uh, you'd be a great ambassador for them, honestly. Oh, that would I mean, be with awesome. a shoe size like that and you're a shredder, yeah. dude. So, I mean, honestly, I think that would be a, it would be really good for you guys. to awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So um, outside of that, so now we talked pedals, <laughs> big yeah. guys in pedals. Styled. We're ready. Right? We're good on pedals. <laughs> right. I saw some people in the comments earlier. They were talking about pressure, um, tire pressure. And uh, me, I mean, back in the tube days, I was running like 50 PSI just so I wouldn't get flats. Mm -hmm. And whenever I finally went tubeless, I felt comfortable enough to drop it down to like 30. Yeah which is still ridiculous compared to a lot of people. And I, um, I run Kushcore too now, so I'm yes. Yes. a little lower. And, and by the way, you said, yes, are you a, you're a Kushcore guy? I swear by Kushcore. Yeah. I, I, I think it. as a big dude, there's no way you yeah. can't run Kushcore. I, I can never imagine riding on a mountain without Kushcore ever again. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's one of the best things invented for bikes since the dropper post, in my opinion. Yeah. And, I, um, yeah. The first time I rode tires with Kushcore in them, I remember cornering and um, thinking to myself, this is what it feels like to like, like have like good tires the way that these skinny guys talk about. Yeah. Like I, I was just blown away, like completely blown away by how my cornering was. Oh yeah. How, how, what was your, what was your experience? So, so the main thing that I know that I noticed is, you know, first, I mean, I don't know if, if you guys listening out there or watching this, you know, really know kind of the whole science behind Kushcore. I'm not sponsored or affiliated with them at all. This is just like, I'm stoked on the company. So, um, so the, the idea is that you're adding like a, uh, some kind of protection to your rim. So it's like, it's like an in insert, right? And with that, you like I felt straight off the bat that when you're going through like rock gardens, it's your bike is so much. What's the word I'm looking for here? It's so much you can, you can respond a lot better to your bike and you're not, you know, you're, you can, you don't realize how much you're hitting your rim until you use Kushcore. And then you're like, wow, you go through the same rock garden and you're like, Oh wow. I didn't feel any, you know, rim pinches at all. And, yeah. uh, and it's like, it's almost like an extra little bit of suspension as well, because when you're, you know, when you're bouncing through it gives you it's like i don't know what is it, like an inch and a half or an inch thick right so yeah, just like that, that inch thick of protection is it makes a world of a difference and then so also it, i'm going to tell you right now that i've interviewed the guys that that um started kushcore and the the dude that's like the engineer behind it okay and he would freaking be over the moon that you just said it was out of suspension because that guy one of the things that when I first talked to them, they were all, people were always saying, oh, it's for rim protection. And he was like, no, man, this is a suspension device. Like it allows you to get lower pressure in your wheels. And it does like what you were talking about. Like it's, it's dampening, you know? So he, I mean, yes, the, the rim protection is a, is a benefit. There's yeah. no doubt about that. I mean, anybody that runs Kushcore, you know, if you take your tires off and you look at that Kushcore, it's beat the hell up. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it looks like 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 Swiss cheese, dude. You can see every time that you just tapped a rock. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. all in there, but your rim's not screwed up. Yeah. So yeah, that happens. But those guys would be like, you definitely nailed it as yeah. far as like the way that they want that product. They they actually did because I think I want to say Richie Rude is one of their their sponsored riders. Okay. And uh, they did, or or they just hired him for this test or something like that. But they did in Sedona one year, runs down this trail called Brewers. Have you ever been to, to Sedona? Uh, I'm not biking. I have been there before, though. Okay. You need to go ride there. Super fun. Yeah, but I, um, I'm, <laughs> but they, they did timed runs with him and all this, like, scientific, freaking mad scientist shit hooked up to his bike mm-hmm. and did it with and without. And there was a there was a difference in his times like a substantial difference i don't remember what it was i don't want to throw a number out there otherwise it's really like yeah. robert said 50 yeah. percent. no <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't know what it was but it was substantial it was there was a big difference on what his times were with the cush core and um mm-hmm. i feel like like you said i mean just from using it it was a hundred percent for me like i don't care how much weight this adds to my wheel it changes how much it rides so much yeah that's the main thing is is it's it's you're making it's not that much more you know uh heavy than it would be if you didn't have it on there i mean it's like i don't know what just like a few a few i'm i mean and people yeah, can get really it's not super over. heavy but for I mean, me for someone my size i i literally i don't feel any difference you know yeah um, and uh and it's just that that extra bit of confidence it pays off tenfold you know, and 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 yeah. then if and then another thing, if you do happen to, I don't know how you would do this, but if you do happen to pinch or you know you burp right and you lose a lot of your ceiling, you lose your you lose your air. Um, like I said, I don't know why how that would happen with Kushcore, but if it does, you can still ride out of the situation. You know, you're not like yeah. totally stranded, right? So that's another extra benefit, and that's one of those things where I, I'm sure all of us have been in a situation where we're we're running you know tubeless tires, and next thing you know, you just take a corner a little too hard. And you're back down to like 10 psi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh crap! Or even worse, you lose all your air, and it's like, what am I going to do? I'm in the middle of nowhere right now, and I've got I've yeah my hand pump. Like, what am I going to do with this? Yeah. So I actually so, carry yeah. a tube for that one time. Like, yeah. For for me, it's more like uh, sidewall rips. That's usually what what is the showstopper. It's yeah. not like burping or lose or like a. It, it's a sidewall rip because I will mm-hmm. be riding something gnarly and. Some of that rock, you know, in Northern California is not like a, it's like shale kind of, I don't know what, yeah. how to explain it, but it's like, it's like little baby razor blades, man. Yeah. And when yeah. you're like riding somewhere that's got a lot of that, it's only a matter of time. And there's, there's no uh, bacon strips that you can use to, to stop one of those, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Especially like up in like, you know, uh, on the Burma trails up in uh, Annadale or something like that. Yeah. You know, just like come around a corner wrong and nick a, nick a tire on, on a, on a nice yeah. little boulder sticking out of, out of the hillside. Yeah. Annadale is a super fun place to ride. I, um, I haven't been down there in a while, but those, the Burmas are definitely really fun runs. I think that Lawndale too out, out the backside is pretty fun. That's pretty rocky. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah, I know that there's been a there's been a really cool uh, change in scenery up there, if you know what I mean. So, um, so I would imagine you're saying there's some there's some building going on. Uh, I didn't say that. Uh, okay, <laughs> I didn't say anything of the sort. Maybe <laughs> if there was something going on, that's probably my yeah. I'll have to get back down there. I know every time I go down, there's um, 
there's some new like game trails popping out all over the place. So yeah, yeah. Damn deer running all over. <laughs> that's that's one of the things. I don't know if you've noticed that in your area, but uh, at least here in Marin County, there's been so many new people riding bikes. You know, I, I was worried for the longest time that, you know, my generation, when I got out, you know, when I was in, in, in high school and got out of high school, I was worried that we were the only ones, you know, causing mayhem, you know. <laughs> but yeah. uh, but nowadays, you know, I see kids all over the place shredding, you know, and they're, you know, I hear things like, oh, this is getting built here. Oh, there's a little jump spot over there. You know, it's like it, it's like I, I understand, you know, the downsides to doing that. But it's like, yeah, I'm so happy to see kids, you know, not going down the path of so many people that I knew growing up, you yeah. know, getting the drugs and getting into like really bad, really bad life situations. Right. And, yeah. It's uh, hard. You know, it's like what you just said a second ago. It's like, I, I, it's like on one hand, you can totally understand where people come from that they're like, Hey, you're not doing the bike community justice by building these illegal shit. Man. But on the other hand, it's like, man, people are going outside and they're having fun. They're like being outside instead of playing Xbox. Like, yeah, but like, you know, yeah. um, which is also a drug, by the, right. by the way. Like, like here's a good example. I play guitar, and like not very good, but I've been playing guitar for, or I played guitar for a long time, right? And I remember when Guitar Hero came out and all these people would be like, dude, I'm like shredding like sweet child of mine. And they're like all stoked about all these songs that they could play. And I'm like, yeah. You're not playing guitar, you know that, right? You know, like so it's like the same thing. It's like like these people that don't want you out there building trails would rather they sit in the house and play a video game about riding bike than like go out and actually do it. And yeah, yeah. To me, like, I don't know, man. I I think that uh anything that gets people outside doing something active and like rewarding in so many ways, like biking or uh, there's other activities too yeah we really shouldn't be trying to um hinder that you know yeah 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 it's a it's an unfortunate situation you know of what we have here in marin but you know we we make do with what we have right you yeah know, like, luckily there's 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 so many you know you have places like tam rancho right that they, they have they have a really good system of trails out there and they're they're pretty cool with with people riding out there and yeah um you know, as far as I know, there's no restrictions on biking. You know, just pay your fee and you can get in there and ride all you want, right? So you do have yeah. places like that, and they have flow trail out there. B17, there's a, there's a good trail, and and um, so you do have access. But like I was saying, you know, kind of at the beginning of our conversation, there's it's it's so small. You know, they up actually up in uh, in the Novato Marinwood area, there's a new trail called um, uh, Ponte Ridge Trail, and okay. it's, it's right on the uh, uh, on the western no eastern side of big rock ridge mm -hmm. uh and that's that's a fully built trail um you know it's a it's it's pretty cool you know if, if you're if you're just starting to get into riding and 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 you you, know, you haven't been exposed to places like whistler or north star or whatever yeah, I mean, yeah it's a it's a really cool trail right um but but then it also does have its its downsides and it's you know you you have to uh double flow right so you have people going up the hill and you have people coming down the hill and yeah. then so it's it's kind of like one of those things where it's like it's really cool to see things like this popping up but one one trail is it's, it's just not cutting it and then you know it, yeah. and, and the upsetting part is that we have so many trails that that a lot of people don't even know exist and and there's never been any issues on them you know as far as you know uh you know could conflicts between you know hikers and horse people or whatever you know yeah. you do get stories occasionally to pop up like that but most of the time, at least in my experience, it's been, you know, 
bikers are really respectful. You know, uh, hikers that I've come across are like super nice people. You know, no one, no one really has any issues. It's just that the, that the county really doesn't want bikers on these single track trails or on these, yeah. you know, on these du- even double track trails here and there. Right? And, you know, I, I don't know what their latest excuse for it is nowadays, uh, but, you know, I don't understand it. <laughs> growing up, I was always told, oh, it was erosion. Right. And then you, you, know, you talk to someone else and another person tells you, oh, it's because of congestion. Oh, it's yeah. because of this or oh, it's because of that. It's like, well, what? what's what's the actual like reason like really yeah. like what's the reason we have four trails that we're allowed to ride bikes on and we have like literally thousands of miles of trails that are accessible and maybe you know maybe 10 percent of it's actually used it's like why can't we have a little more access to this stuff and- i um the only thing that i can say in that cir- circumstance is like get active man get active yeah. in your in your community like Anybody that's listening, anybody that's, you know, watching or whatever, like drop some money to freaking your local, your like local, like trail advocacy group or like, um, what's the national one? IMBA. Like you can go and sign up for IMBA and you can, um, you can choose like a chapter that's local. So like my local one is like the mother load trail system. So that Mm -hmm. the money that I'm contributing is actually going to them. And when you sign up for that, you get access to this thing called uh, expert voice, right? Yeah. And you can get like discounts for a lot for like bike products, different companies that are like up to like 50% off. Wow. Like you can get like Oakley sunglasses for 50% off because you're contributing to Imba. Wow. Like Continental tires. There's a bunch of other stuff on there. So it's like, I mean, it's not going to like, like not all the products are products that you may or may not use, but there's like, I, I remember, I think the like Diamondback bikes had like a 20% discount. If you were part of expert voice, which was just being part of Imba, you know, wow. like that's huge. Or if you yeah. like continental tires or like, um, I wear those aftershocks, those uh, bone conducting headphones. They have oh, like yeah. a 20, 20% discount on those, like all kinds of shit. So wow. it's like a, First of all, just donating money to your trail advocacy. I get, I get I have such a hard fucking time with that word. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it now. Screw it. You guys know what I'm trying to say. Um, like just donating a money alone, like yeah. is worth it. You know? Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm perfect. I do trail work. I maybe do some trail gnome shit. Maybe like not all the time though. Right. Yeah. And, um, there's a lot of time. There's places that I know that you're supposed to pay to park and I don't always freaking do it. You know what I mean? It's like you yeah. show up, you're like, you ride bikes and you're like, yeah, whatever. Nobody pays, but do your part, man, do your part some yeah. way. And, and the best way of like what you were talking about, like how to change that stuff is to, to at least like shoot some money to them, pay the parking when you're at the yeah. place, yeah. you know, or like be, do what you can like go do some trail work or something like that but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that trail gnome shit has to happen too you know and um that's that you know i guess there's new deer trails showing up and sometimes they're they get bulldozed and sometimes a lot of people have a lot of fun on them so i don't know well that would be a shame if that happened um, dude we just had that recently there's a area <laughs> right by me out um Folsom Lake called Granite Bay. 
Yeah, I've been that there. all these kids had built these like dirt jumps. They were, yeah, dude, they they weren't even half as good as like some of the bike parks that we have around here. Yeah, but they were close to their house and they were out in the woods where nobody gave a shit about except mm -hmm. for somebody in the park district and probably. I'm I'm not gonna point any fingers to people that like animals, but um, like, <laughs> um, somebody complained, and next thing you know, they're out there bulldozing them, and it's like these kids, yeah. like, there there there's kids that their their parents were posting on Facebook, like when I told my son they bulldoze it, like he started crying, like yeah. really oh, sorry to hear that, like you know what I mean, like that's yeah. sad, man. Yeah, you know, over over a couple of dirt jumps, I mean, really. Yeah, I, I know which I know what you're talking about. That was that was you know we we saw a lot of that here in Marin, uh, that that exact incident you know, and, and it was getting shared all over social media and whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think at least to me the you know the whole the, the most upsetting part about it it you know it's okay. Jumps got torn down. That's I that's that sucks, right? But it's this this fake. Um, ideology i guess you could say of like oh we're you know we have to protect nature right we have to do all this and then they take bulldozers drive it from the, the parking lot or wherever they unloaded them in, yeah destroyed all this nature to get them there and then bulldoze the whole thing down and then yeah. drove them out it's like what like there were just some piles of dirts and a couple trails like leave it alone you know yeah. <laughs> it's like you, you could have at least like put like like logs or something over you didn't have to like yeah. knock down like all this nature to get to one small section that's yeah yeah it's it's bureaucracy at its finest unfortunately <laughs> yeah and it, you you would see like i read read some of the the people that were you know pro that stuff getting knocked down and they would be like there's kids that broke their arms and i'm like yeah dude kids broke their arms in the freaking alleyway behind our houses when i grew up in the city dude so like yeah. kids break their arms like that, that it, yeah it sucks yeah. but really you know like, <laughs> Like these kids are out there riding their bike from the time they get off of school until the, the the sun goes down, and you're taking that away, you know? Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. It really is. Now uh, we've had a fair share of that stuff happen here in in in, uh, in Marin County. I mean, all the so many spots I can't even remember most of these. It's like you know you have you have so many places that you know you grow up riding as a kid, and you make all these memories, and you just have such a good time. You meet friends, you know, you 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 really shape your life you know, in some way from going and, and having these experiences, in these places. And then all it takes is one person to just not be, not be happy about what's going on. You know, someone has a bad day or someone within, within the local government, they just shut it down. It's like all those memories are gone, you know, and all the generations afterwards don't get to experience the same things I got to experience. You know, yeah. we, had, we had a pump track here, you know, not too far from where I lived. And, um, you know, it was, I, I'm not, I'm not joking. I think it was around for like 20 years before, before I even knew about it. Yeah. And, um, and it, I mean, that was the spot, you know, we'd, we'd get done with school. We'd pedal our bikes over there, groups of friends, you know, have fun. You know, we, we built jumps out there, you know, just had a great time. Right. And then one day it was just something, something happened and someone found it or someone didn't like that it was there. And next thing you know, next week, bulldozers tore the whole thing down, put, put tan bark over it and, uh, gone gone with it and it's like you know 20 30 years of history and i i remember you know uh during high school we had a uh, a coach of ours we did the cross-country team and um 
the coach actually was telling us stories about how when he was a kid, they would have, you know, the pump track was there because he grew up in the area as well. And the pump track was there when he was a kid. So there had been like multiple, you know, multiple versions of this pump track that had been yeah. throughout time. And it just took one, one incident to get the whole thing flattened, gone, no more history yeah. anymore. And that's, it, it, it's not, it's never open for debate either. You know, they never ask, oh, should we, or should we not? It's like, no, we're done. End of, end yeah. of this, right. And that's, yeah. Well, I mean, we all have our own opinions about it, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, more yeah. sentimental just, about it, right? Because a lot of the yeah. reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing is to get more more people out there riding, you know, get people, you know, get healthy, you know, have a good time. And when I say healthy, I mean both physically and mentally healthy, right? And, um, you know, yeah. get people out, make friends, you know, be a kid, enjoy life. You know, even if you're an adult, be a kid as an adult, right? Let's, yeah. let's stop you from being a kid. So that's that's kind of the whole purpose of why I'm doing what I'm doing. You know, I just, I, I just want to see the community growing because it's brought so much good to my life that I want to, you know, bring, pay that back in some kind of way. And so that's, uh, yeah. was that, was that the, um, when you started like filming your brother and mm -hmm. like, you guys just were like, eh, let's make some cool videos. And I mean, cause I know yeah. personally, like my journey on YouTube with my channel and stuff has not, like maybe it's not always been the same goal when I very first started, you know? And, um, is that really where you started at or is it like, yeah, eh, well, we just wanted to like make some cool shredding shit. And then you well, realize <laughs> that you had a voice, you know, Well, to give you the, the, the whole story, but you know, slightly summed up. Yeah. Let's hear it, man. Um, we got so, plenty of time. Yeah. So I was, like I was saying earlier, you know, I was always into biking. Um, but there was, uh, you know, I, uh, are you familiar with the California Enduro Series? Yeah. So I actually, uh, a good buddy of mine, Mitch, and I, we uh, we were we were the filmers for a few years of that series. So we would uh, we would go to each one of the races, travel around with the with the Enduro Series or California Enduro Series crew, and uh, we would film the races, put together a video, and it would come out on Pink Bike and whatever other social media pages. That oh, had. that's right, man. Yeah. So so we were doing that for a few years. Um. You know, and, and, you know, one thing led to another, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing bad at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just kind of grew out of it, right? And, right. Um, and you know, I, I ended up getting a, uh, you know, uh, a career, right? I went down the hole, you know, oh, I got to get a job now. I was, I was like right out of high school and, you know, I did it for a couple of years and I was like, man, what am I going to do with my life? And, you know, so I got a job, went down the whole, you know, getting a career path, right? And got into uh, construction and, I did construction for a few years, you know, climb, climb the ladder in that and, you know, just got to a point where, you know, I could have, I could have taken it to, you know, to the ideal scenario, right. Where you have a solid career, making a nice paycheck, you know, all, all that stuff. I, yeah, was, yeah. I was, I was at that level. Right. And I just wasn't happy. You know, I, I, you know, I was, I was traveling all over the place. It was really cool. Cause I got to see a lot of the country, you know, I got to live in, I lived in Hawaii for a year, um, oh, right. you know, like all that kind of stuff. So I got, I got to see a lot of, 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 of the United States. Right. And I, I love that. Right. But, but I was just missing something, you know, I just wasn't, I wasn't happy, you know, the different aspects of my life were kind of going down into the shitter. Right. And, yeah. um, so, you know, one day, uh, one of my best friends, you know, he convinced me, he's like, dude, just get back into biking because at that point i had ditched biking i was just done i hadn't ridden in like you know four years at that point right five years yeah. maybe and he's like dude just just get a bike man he's like just get a bike and i'm like all right fine so i pulled i pulled the plug on it i bought a i bought a capra uh, uh -huh. 2019 yt capra just the base model you know super yeah, yeah. aluminum right 
uh, just started riding with that. And, you know, I was still working for the company that I was working for at the time. And, you know, I just, I, it, it just came back to me. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot how fun this was. Right. And um, so long story short, I ended up leaving that job. And, um, you know, I was like, I'm going to start, you know, an Instagram. I'm just going to, you know, I have this vision of where I want to go or what I want to do. And uh, so I started that with my brother. And, you know, like, like I said, you know, we were, it was originally him. And, you know, then one day we posted a video of, of me doing something. I don't remember. I got to look back and see what video it was, but yeah, like, it got a ton of hits. And I was, yeah. and that's when we knew like, okay, there's something to this, you know, there's something to me riding a bike. So, um, so we started, kept on posting and posting. And next thing you know, it's like, we had our, uh, a video where, you know, on one of some of our local trails, you know, it was, it was, uh, you know, we posted a reel on Instagram and, and yeah. getting like 180 views and it got like all these thousands of likes and stuff. And we're like, we're like, okay, there's definitely something to this. And, uh, so since then we've been posting that and, um, it was crazy. 180,000 probably views is what you're saying. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 180,000. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Just for the people that are listening that weren't following along, that's, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's what yeah, I'm, I'm here with a hundred views, you know, right? Yeah, just killing it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, 180,000 views, you know, and and we kept on posting, and in, in every video, you know, that we've been posting, you know, obviously the, the, the algorithms, the social media always they're always changing, or you know, it's hard to really adapt to it. You never really know. It's it's like, yeah, AI, it's like freaking know, mad. There's like right. a mad hatter in there, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's 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 challenging to figure it out, but you know, we kept on posting videos, you know, making little little mini edits. Right, uh -huh. just me threading the trail somewhere, and they just kept on getting views on views and likes and all that stuff. And um, it was actually really interesting. It took us about six months to get the five, about five to six months to get to a thousand follows on our page, and then from a thousand to where on Instagram, like, on Instagram, yeah, yeah, uh, from a thousand to I don't know what we are right now, four, 14,000 or almost 15,000 now. Like, that's been like the last two months. Just, oh, wow, just so that just alone. Blew up. Yeah, yeah, it, it yeah. Just blew up, and and since then, I mean, we're getting we're getting the hits, you know, and you know, here pages, you know, and it, one of the things is it's kind of a bittersweet thing for me is, I mean, we all anybody who's on on uh, Instagram or a lot of these, you know, big social media pay, uh, uh, platforms, you'll know that there's a lot of uh, pages out there that'll just take people's content, you yeah. know, like I know there was that whole thing with uh, I think it was Tom, I believe it was Tom or Bass Van Steenberg, and uh, one of them had a, a really bad crash video. Uh -huh. uh, they were doing some kind of step down and they crashed really bad and got super hurt. But their the video of them crashing, uh, it got, you know, taken and shared on all these different, you know, uh, Instagram yeah. pages. And I think they actually did something and pursued and tried to get the, the, the videos taken down because it was just uncontrollably being shared everywhere. And it just got so big and, and none of the credit was going back to Tom or, or Bass. I don't remember exactly who it was, but yeah. Um, so that's, it's kind of bittersweet, right? Because on one hand you have all these pages that are, you know, that, that, that they have 200,000, 500,000 followers that are, you know, sharing your stuff, but then you also have to help hope that they're, that they tag you in it if yeah. they're taking your content. And we've been, yeah. lucky, you know, most people who have, who have taken our, our videos, you know, they, they do, they do post us in the, in the comment section and give us credit to it. So a lot of our, our following base, I think has come from that. I'm not entirely sure, but I, I think yeah. some of it's word of mouth, dude. I'll yeah. tell you one of the reasons that I feel like my channel has done well is that whenever I started, um, I felt like everything that I saw online wasn't the guys that I rode with. Like, 
all the video channels or the Instagrams, like, it just wasn't like the kind of group that I've been riding with for like 20 years, dude. Like, yeah, go out, don't give a fuck about climbing, like, just out to have a good time, dude. If you're like, I'm three miles into a ride and somebody's like, dude, I'm not feeling it. Let's go back to the truck and drink beer. Everybody's like, yeah, let's do it, dude. You know, like, yeah, you know, like that, that was like, go out, you know, bust your ass, do a three, four hour ride and then go back to the, the truck and drink a bunch of beer. Of course, with a designated driver. Yeah, 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 of course. You know, like those were the guys that I knew, you know, like, and um, I just didn't see that being represented. And I also knew that a lot of the dudes that I rode with weren't like super fit, like, you know, stereotypical looking bikers, you know? And yeah. uh, I think when I started my channel, it was one of, you know, the few YouTubers that was a bigger dude, but still riding like good trails, you know? And like, I can definitely say that the way I'm riding now compared to when I started is way different, but <laughs> It, I'm still a, a fucking big guy yeah. out there smashing rocks, you know? And yeah. I think that that gives people, cause not everybody's not, a, there's a lot of, there, there's a big crowd of people out there that are, that are big like us. Yeah. And whatever the reason is, you know, like whatever the reason is, like maybe it's genetics. Maybe it's, they like freaking beer and pizza as much as I do. Like, yeah, that, I don't know. My problem. You, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Like there's lots of reasons, but whatever that reason is, there's plenty of people out there that can relate to that oh, and yeah. they're, they're not represented. And, um, that's why people like, like they click with it, you know, mm -hmm. like there's, there's so many guys that are like over 200 pounds that ride mountain bike. That's it's ridiculous, you know? And, um, I think that, channels like ours or you know social media platform or people that are using social like us that are like bringing light to those people like why is it you can't be a big dude and get a cool shirt or nice shorts yeah you know like i know people in some of these like this industry and it's like well yeah if i sell a forex shirt i have to raise the price by like 20 dollars because it's a lot more material yeah. And they're like, I don't want to put that. They don't, I don't want to do that. And I'm like, tell them, I'm like, look, man, as a big dude, I could give a shit. Like if it's, if it's $50 for everybody else and you're telling me I have to pay 70, but I can get a good shirt. I'll do it. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just throwing numbers, whatever, you know, but yeah, you I, get I, what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. dude, it's like, man, what the hell am I supposed to do? Like, I want to, I don't want to ride in like crap. You know, yeah. I want something that like works well, that's designed for what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So either way, I mean, I think uh, at the end of the day, I think the, the recognition that you're getting is kind of in line with what I've saw on my own channel. It's just that, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of people out there. It's an underserved community. It's basically what I'm saying. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And that's, that's really inspiring to me, you know, because I've, I've felt for the longest time, I mean, for the vast majority of me writing, you know, I felt that I was somewhat alone, right? You know, like I was yeah. saying earlier, and to to now have this platform where I, I have access to, you know, so many of you guys out there that, you know, it's like now I can hear other people's voices that are that are in the same situation as me, and, and it's like, wow, it's so cool, you know, and it's it's like it's totally a two way 
you know, win-win situation because not only am I am I being able to hear about other people that oh, there's other dudes out there that are like you know six foot whatever, three hundred whatever pounds. But yeah, people can see me doing whatever I'm doing on my bike, right? And they're like, oh wow, this dude's also shredding as well. It's like it's like oh cool, I'm not the only one doing stuff like this, right? Yeah, so it's, that's that's been you know one of the one of the coolest things for me about having this is is just having that connection with people that I never thought that I would that I would ever meet yeah. or talk to or any of that in, in my life and uh, it's just been it's been an absolutely incredible journey so far of me doing this. So. I I think that um, I would imagine what you're explaining is something similar that I go through. I I never put thought into like like my channel having those kind of effects on people when I started. Mm -hmm. Like if I was to be a hundred percent honest, when I started my channel, I was like, I remember telling my friends, if I can make enough money to pay for one bike part that I was going to buy otherwise, then it's worth it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like to me, I was just like, it'd be cool if I can get some like, cause I, I didn't have a lot of money and it was like mountain biking is not cheap. Yeah. So if I could just like, do some videos about some shit that I like doing anyway. Mm -hmm. That'd be right. If I got extra bike parts and yeah. then, then, you know, next thing you know, you got people sending you messages saying, man, I'm in the hospital. I've gotten a car wreck and it's going to be watching your videos that like keep me stoked until I can get yes. back on the bike again. Yeah. And you're like, what? Dude, yeah. what are you talking yeah. about? How did I become like an inspiration? You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, I mean, not, not to be like, oh, look, I'm tooting my own horn over here, right? But that's that's one of the things where, you know, there's been so many times where I've been like, you know, uh, like just so unmotivated, just like, oh, I have, you know, I don't know if we should make another video. I don't know if this is worth it, you know, so many times in the past. And it's it's those people who do message me and say, say stuff just like that of like, just, you know, just stoked that we're doing what we're doing. And it's like, that's what gets me through it, you know, and they tell me stories yeah. about themselves and, and I hear about all this stuff and, you know, that's going on in people's lives, you know, and it's just like, it's like, wow, it really, it's really humbling, you know, to, 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 to have other people other than, you know, directly, you know, family and friends tell you things yeah, that yeah. are nice, right? It's like, wow, I don't even know you and you're telling me this. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's mind blowing, man. It's, it's been a, it's been a crazy ride so far this, you know. <laughs> So, there's some pressure to it though too isn't it oh yeah oh yeah for sure you know there's how there's, you dealing with um, that um well you know there's <laughs> so those times where you go to the bike parks and you see a, a really big feature and you're like uh should i hit this for the video uh okay i'm gonna hit yeah. it for the video <laughs> yeah and it's 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 you know there's always that thought you a little bit yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, and you know, it's, I try to keep it fun for myself. That's, that's the main thing, you know, cause one of the things back when I was working in, in construction and going, you know, doing my thing back then, you know, it went from, you know, feeling like, Oh, I'm on top of the world. I'm doing all this and, you know, getting so much done. Right. To, wow, I really hate my life. Like what, what am I doing right now? Right. And that's mm -hmm. where I want to prevent it to go. And, uh, you know, we've, uh, one of the things I haven't mentioned yet, but one of my, uh, one of my closest friends, you know, he was actually, um, and this is, this is one of the reasons why I, you know, I was kind of already in slightly in the bike industry at some point in the past. Uh, -huh. uh but one of my closest friends, he was, uh, he was, you know, doing the whole, the whole Enduro racing. He had, you know, a plethora of, of, you know, big name sponsors. He was going to all the races, Enduro World Series, all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, he was, I mean, he was, he was awesome. Right. And, um, 
and you know he just got so deep uh into the industry it's just stopped becoming fun for him you know he just he felt like that pressure from sponsors to you know you have to perform you have to have a, a super rigorous you know uh a schedule you have to be you know eating this you have to be doing that work out at this time you know go to this yeah. race travel this, over here it was it was non-stop for him and, and and it really wore him out and um and you know one day he's just you know told his sponsor sorry i'm done and uh he never turned back and i'm still to this day i'm trying to get him on a bike so if you're yeah. listening <laughs> you better get on a bike after hearing this <laughs> I would hope but, so, man, because yeah. I'll tell you what, um, there's a certain part, I, I feel like if you're a biker at any time in your life, even if it's when you're seven, and you just like, rode down the street, and you felt the air through your hair, you know, like, any time in your life, if you get back on a bike again, when you're an, an adult, it, it brings that back. Yeah. And aside from bringing it back there's like a like an endorphin release or a stress release it's like yoga man or something mm-hmm. you know it's like mm-hmm. i i call it single track therapy i'm sure somebody else has called it that in the past i don't have like the trademark for it or whatever yeah but yeah like man it gets my head straight it really does and when i can't ride i um i i don't do well with with life because i don't have a vent you know what I mean? Like that's the best event that I, I have. And uh, I would hope that somebody that rode like that in the past wouldn't let it go because um, I mean, you know what it feels like to be in it, you know, and, yeah. and to love it yeah. I, I, to circle back to like what we were talking about a second ago though, with the pressure, like there's a lot of demands to run in the channel, you know, and, or the, 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 what do you you call Instagram? You just call it a page. Is that what you call it? I I just call it a page. Yeah. Everybody calls it something different. Like sometimes when they're like, Oh, this is my page. Or I'm like, why do you call it a page? Like, cause I'm an IT guy. So I think about it like a web page. I'm like, that's not okay. You know, like anyways, so like to like running some social, like you, have this like commitment level that you feel. And um, Mm -hmm. sometimes at least for me, that pressure to post will sometimes like push me away from posting. And then, and then because it's making me stop posting then, or like not wanting to edit or, you know what I mean? Like then what happens is because I'm not editing, then I start feeling more pressure and it's like a fucking snowball just going down like a, a ski slope, you know? And uh, yeah, it's tough. It's tough to deal with. I, I, I can tell you, at least my, from my perspective, there's been countless times that I've been like, this is not worth it. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you post something new or you get some email or some comment from somebody and, and it makes you realize like, wow, like I'm really doing something here, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It's it's easy to judge yourself against your peers, you know. You're like, oh, I only have fourteen thousand, you know. You're, you're like, if I had fifty thousand like that guy, you know, maybe I'd be like, I'd be happy about it, you know. And I guarantee you, when you get to fifty thousand, you're gonna be like, oh, if I had a hundred thousand, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. At least for me, I'm never happy. I I, I thought for the longest time that ten thousand subscribers on YouTube was really gonna be like something that I would be stoked about. 
And when it finally happened, it was like, I don't even think I hit 10,000 and I was already focusing on 20. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like I didn't even get to enjoy hitting 10,000 because it was like 9,000. I was like, dude, if I hit 20, oh my God. You know, yeah. like, yeah. what the fuck, man? <laughs> no, that's, yeah. that's the thing that, you know, I don't know if, have you ever been on TikTok before? I, I, I use TikTok as a, um, as a consumer, but yeah. I really haven't been able to figure out if I want to like put my brand there and like put time into it. Yeah. I think you're younger. So it definitely like hundred percent makes sense for you. And you have like good, like clips. You have really good clips. Like, uh, <laughs> like I seen the one where you like let all the, I, I see it on Instagram. I'm assuming you put it on TikTok though too. Like where you let all the air out of your, your shock. Yeah, and you're like riding your bike down the road. Like, what was the? the there was like a, a gimmick to it, though. It was like, uh, yeah. there was uh, the uh, the the chameleoner song, uh, "Riding Dirty." Yeah, and yeah, it yeah. Was, it was all just like it was like, look, I'm I'm this fat ass, and like I'm on a bike, and this is what happens <laughs> when I ride a bike. Like that was yeah, like, yeah. Like when you borrow your friend's bike or something, it was like you sat yeah, on it, yeah. and like yeah. suspensions just slammed, and like yeah. dude, that's hilarious, and that is like. That's good for TikTok because you don't need to be a biker to think that's funny. Yeah. You know, and, and I personally don't know what my shtick would be on, on TikTok, like how I would get TikTok views. Because yeah. you know, as well as I do, like every platform has a different thing that drives it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like, I, I at least I noticed I, for, for what I post. What's your yeah. thought? Well, I've I have some very strong opinions about TikTok. <laughs> Let's hear it. Let's what do you got? Uh, <laughs> but um, as a as a business move, I guess you could say I did I did you know conform, and I, I am posting on TikTok. Uh, it's not my favorite platform by a long shot. <laughs> I'm yeah. you know funny enough. I I really don't like social media. Um, I but you know it obviously has its benefits, right? Getting out to people and and and, yeah. and, and doing whatever whatever it is that we're all doing, right? Yeah. Um, but kind of the way that they, that the platform is set up, and the and the types of things that are on that platform, I don't necessarily yeah. agree with. And there's a lot of yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of really weird stuff on TikTok. But yeah, definitely. Uh, but it you know it blows my mind because like I was saying earlier, you know, on, on Instagram, you know, it took us you know six months or whatever, to, or I don't know how uh, to get to a thousand followers or whatever, right? Or but but to get like on 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 uh, Instagram, it took us so long to get to our first thousand views on a video. TikTok first video I post it was like I don't know 15 20,000 views and I'm just like what what is like what like I, my mind was blown I didn't understand it and I don't know you, you think that they like like don't actually report right like correct numbers on there yeah yeah my daughter my daughter is um 18 years old so we talk a lot a lot about TikTok and social and stuff like that and uh she, we had this conversation just like a week ago and she's like it's crazy on TikTok. You could have sixty million followers and nobody knows who you are. Yeah. yeah. And on YouTube, if you have sixty million followers, there is a good chance that people that don't even watch your content know who you are. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like you could say yeah. something like Mr. Beast, and people are like that don't aren't even like YouTube people. You know what I mean? They're like, oh yeah, I know who that guy is. I watched yeah. one of his videos. It's pretty funny. Yeah. You know, but it's like you 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 could have. 60 million on TikTok 
no freaking clue. Nobody knows who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she was saying too that like the way that they monetize over there is like kind of ridiculous. Like you're not really making anything off of it. No, it, it's strange, you know. And then when you really dive down the rabbit hole with it, you know, I, I came across this this guy. I don't know. I don't remember what his name was. So sorry if, if you guys follow him or, or whatever. But um, some dude he had. I remember looking. He had like like six million followers on TikTok, right? Uh-huh. And, and this dude was getting hits. I mean, every video he was making had like minimum a, mil- a million views on it. Just he was balling, right? Right. And, um, Killing his it. His videos, like not to be criticizing or judgmental or anything, but his videos consisted of him basically just walking around, you know, a skate park or a bike park or whatever it was, just commentating what he was seeing around him. And that that's how I interpreted it. I mean, of course, you know, you have the newer generations that see things differently than, you know, even my generation or your generation or whatever, right? So I don't really know the whole I didn't I didn't understand the point of it, but he was he was bowling and I was like, wow, this is this is what it takes to be popular on TikTok. <laughs> like I was Yeah, I don't it, get it. My mind. I don't you get know? it. Yeah, I you know, I came from a very, you know, uh, more traditional type of, you know, uh cinematography, right? You know, I I, I said earlier I did I did uh videos for the California Enduro series and I did a lot yeah. of a lot of, you know, freelancing stuff on my own, you know doing videos for for just random you know people some people even yeah, yeah. some people that right and um and so i come from a background of like okay a video should consist of a start a beginning a beginning a middle an end and then in between you have like a storyline and so on and so forth but uh-huh. then you go on a, a platform like tiktok or a lot of you know kind of a lot of the internet is moving moving this direction and it's like just seven second you know 10 second long clips of just something that's totally random yeah i just don't understand what it is so yeah i think it's a generational thing you know i'm sure you could ask you know someone who's like 13 14 years old and i'm sure they could explain it to you or at least attempt to but uh it's it's a it's a it's a disconnect that i have with it that's that's why i initially asked about it like you know kind of what your opinion was on on the whole you know tiktok yeah i i honestly like i see the value i really i i would like to put some time into it i really would but to be honest, like right now, it's just, I, I still have a full-time job, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. and posting to YouTube and doing a podcast. And half the time I, I, I make clips out of my podcast. Half the time I don't, you know, like, yeah, I, I try to like, make sure I take enough pictures for Instagram that I can post every day. And sometimes I don't. And like, I got enough shit going on. If I try to add TikTok on top of it, it's like, I just don't, I don't see myself having the ability to like, I don't, I would rather do a couple of things good than like a bunch of them bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. And I think the thing for me on TikTok would be like, just make some clips, but I don't even do clips on, on Instagram. I personally, and it's just my own decision that I only post pictures on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, I'll do a video, and that's just yeah. that's just my own personal decision. I think that, like you, do a lot of video clips. Yeah. I think that's great. I wish I could do that. And there's friends of mine that have like told me that they wanted to get into YouTube, and I always almost try to steer everybody that wants to get into YouTube to Instagram, and I tell them go ride, go film with the GoPro, just like you see me doing. Mm-hmm but take the 60 seconds out. That's fucking rad and post that. Yeah. Yeah. And you'll do, you'll, you'll be much happier with your life than trying to make a 15 minute edit 
of of that ride. And yeah, oh, more than likely, yeah. you'll actually be successful because I'm sorry, it takes a long time to learn how to make a 15-minute edit that's good to watch. Yeah. yeah. I did a lot of shitty videos. I don't even know how the first 1,000, 5,000 subscribers I got. I don't even know how I got them. The wow. first 1,000, I'm like, I don't even get. The first 100, what the <laughs> fuck were you guys thinking? Yeah, like, like those were really shitty videos. At least yeah. when, I, when I go back and watch them, you know. But obviously, I was connecting with somebody. But um, I think that when I tell people that are interested into it, like just go do that. Like everybody knows, like oh, that was a sick rock roll. Yeah, you can take that ten seconds and put it on Instagram. You're gonna get people following you and watching it because of that. Mm-hmm. Where like. Exactly making a youtube video you have to tell you have to build a thumbnail that's actually going to get them to click on it yeah you have to be you have to have a, a title that if the thumbnails may be doing it the title will actually talk them into it mm-hmm. then you have to be interesting enough that they want to watch it for long enough to get past the the advertisement that you want in there so if you're monetized you know what i mean yeah. like yeah like there's so many things that have to happen yeah to be successful at youtube compared to instagram and I think that Instagram's a great stepping stone to get there. So, like, yeah, yeah. I have a buddy that's um, always teeters on it. And I'm like, dude, start there. Mm-hmm. And you'll learn everything that you need. You'll learn how to edit. You'll yep. learn how to use those programs. You'll learn how to upload and tag and whatever else you need to do. Yeah. Get shots. Yep. And then next thing you know, you'll you'll be ready. Exactly. So, with all that being said, are you going to focus more on YouTube? So I'm slowly starting to come back into it. Um, we we recently had, um, uh, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Jensen USA. The online yeah, totally. Affiliate. Yeah, so we, we re- recently uh, became part of the, the Jensen USA affiliate program. So we're, oh, that's awesome. we're, now, we're now affiliates of Jensen USA. You know, we have our own link and everything, you know, do the whole, oh, click my link. So I get yeah, a yeah. certain percentage of the sales or whatever. Yeah. Right? So we're, we're doing all that, right? And, you know, we, my brother and I, we can, we've been kind of brainstorming and, you know, we have a few ideas of where we want to go for more actually, you know, put together videos rather than just some small, you know, 15 second Instagram reels or whatever that may be. Right. So, so we're, we're, uh, you're probably going to be seeing more, more YouTube stuff from us in the future. And, and, you know, for the longest time that was, we were kind of in a slump on YouTube and that was kind of my motivating, you know, my, my loss of motivation, Right. You know, yeah. we, we were getting like, you know, 50 views per video. And it was just like, it was like, oh man, I'm putting so much time, like what you were saying earlier. Right. You're putting like hard. hours and hours into these videos, you know, and yeah. you edit them. And then it's like, oh damn, like only 50 views. Like shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it was, it was definitely uh, hard, hard to, you know, continue that, that motivation to make them. Right. But now so that my now best that advice growing, to you right there, dude, my yeah. best advice to you, because I did click on your, some of your, your YouTube videos. My best advice to you is think of your thumbnail as your pickup line. Yeah. Like, like you have one to five seconds as somebody's scrolling through that list or they're glancing over to the right side of their screen and they see, they see 10 pickup lines on the right. If they're on their computer, right? Mm -hmm. They see 10 pickup lines sitting over there, 10 pictures. You have to have the one that, they're actually going to divert their eye from the picture to the title or yeah. just the picture itself says, I want to click on that. Yeah. I'm not really good at this, but there's some guys that are like, like PCPOV, his thumbnails. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't, you could put a hundred thumbnails on my monitor. 
and I'd key in on one of his. Yeah. Like, like Seth, Seth is good at it. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I try to look at those and like learn, mm-hmm. but that's the biggest thing that I try to tell anybody in YouTube because if, if you don't get them to click on your video, it doesn't matter how fucking good your video is. Yeah. Yeah. Your, your video could be like, like the next, next thing that's going to change the world. Like, I don't know, whatever Bill and Ted did in their first like adventure. Right. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> like it, it could be that good. Right. Like, yeah. But yeah. Um, it could be the polio vaccine. You know, I don't know, you know, like, but if you don't get them to click on it, it's all wasted. And yeah, that is, um, that I, I think for me, like that's, what's really hard. Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite, favorite YouTube videos has not done well. And I put so much time into that video. Yeah. So much B roll, so much like getting people to act for it. And like, it was like a skit kind of video. And it was yeah. just, it sucks when you put like that much of your heart into something and then you watch it like, wah, wah, wah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the, the direction we're going to take it, you know, we, we've been doing mostly like GoPro videos and showing like POV type stuff, but you know, going forward, I think we're going to switch it up a little bit. You know, we have some ideas. So, so that's one of those things I'll send you, I'll send you some of the videos when I, when I want to post them, but yeah, yeah, they're going to be different. There it's, it's some stuff that I haven't seen on, on YouTube yet, especially not in the bike industry. So uh, hopefully that, <laughs> hopefully yeah. that gets some traction here. So but I think I think some people will definitely like it and enjoy it. So I think yeah. it doesn't even matter if it's um if it's different. Like sometimes people are, are like worried about starting a channel or whatever because they're like, I need to come up with some something new. Mm-hmm. Everything is gonna be new because it's gonna be your perspective. Mm-hmm. You know, like at the end of the day, like there was people watching my stuff. Like I said, it was it was some like it wasn't like it was quote unquote better than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. But it's different, and it's something that's going to relate with that particular individual. Yeah, you know, and yeah. yeah, I think as your channel grows or your following grows on whatever platform, like it gets easier to get other people. Yeah, for whatever reason, like yeah, it's like that snowball rolling down the hill or whatever. Exactly. You know, like yeah. yeah, yeah, like I, I don't feel like, and no offense to like Brian, but like. BKXE's videos now, yeah, there's some better quality to it and whatever. But at, at the same point, like, it's still kind of like the same kind of um, content that he was putting out, you know, two years ago, let's say. Mm-hmm. And and now he probably goes to sleep and wakes up in the morning and has, like, 3,000 more subscribers than he did, like, two, three years ago when he first started, whatever it was. I mean, four years ago when he started... He could put out the same video and he'd go to sleep and wake up and have 10 new subscribers. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Like if he does a bike review, I think one of his first videos was a bike review. That was like one of the things that like kicked him off. Uh-huh. Like if he did that video today, he's going to go to sleep tomorrow and, or go to sleep and wake up and he's going to have 5,000 more subscribers, mm-hmm. you know, whereas in the beginning you, you get, it doesn't go that way, you know? And, uh, yeah. I yeah. think, are you catching the drift of what I'm trying to say? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. 100%, no, not throwing any shade at Brian. Like, he deserves everything he's getting. I'm just trying to use him as an example that people would understand, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, you make some awesome videos. I really like his content. I've actually been watching him for, <laughs> I don't even, I can't even remember when I started watching him, but, 
he's he's actually been a really big inspiration for me, especially recently. I don't know if you've been watching uh, his most recent videos, but they they just bought like a plot of land somewhere up in the sea. Yeah. And they're building yeah. trails out there. It's like, it's yeah. like what? Like, that's so sick. Yeah, the guy I was, I, I, I just spent two days riding in um, a place that I can't mention. And uh, the guy that I was riding with was the the uh, person that he bought that property with. Oh, that's awesome. Aaron okay. from uh, MTB and Adventures. So, um, yeah, dude, it's that's rad. It's super rad that they're doing that. Um, yeah. Totally stoked for them. And I'm excited to see it happen. And I actually am going to maybe get my first chance to build a trail that's legit. So that'd be fun. Oh, that's up in uh, Folsom area? No, Aaron was telling me on the property that he's like, dude, we're going to give you some spot and you're going to be able to like build what you want to build. And Oh, that's so cool. Um, I can't say that I've built anything legal before. So. Yeah. <laughs> I've done trail work. I guess you could say that's legal. So yeah, <laughs> um, Dude, that is awesome, though. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think I'm I'm super stoked about about that and seeing kind of where it goes or whatever. But um, nonetheless, so I want to ask you, as a bigger rider, what is one of the things that you think is like most important in your like setup and your like how how you ride or like what you ride? Yeah. What? Um, well, other than like the main things, you know, having a solid, a solid frame and, you know, it's kind of hard to, to go wrong nowadays. I mean, bike, bike brands are so amazingly built nowadays that, uh -huh. you know, I mean, it's not like you, there's a specific company that's bad. It's like, it doesn't really, I mean, unless I'm sure other people oppose what I'm saying, but I don't yeah, think yeah. there's any bad bike brands today. Um, but other than that, you know, I, I'm really keen on the type of tires I ride. That's kind of my saving grace. A lot of the times. Uh -huh. Uh, you know, up here in where, you know, where I ride, you know, in Marin County, you know, it's, it's super wet and greasy in the winter if it rains. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's also in the summertime, extremely dusty and super rocky. Right. So, um, so I'm always finding a balance between having a tire that's grippy enough to hold me through the winter and also be useful in the summer for me. Cause I, I mean, like I said, I, I do everything kind of on a budget. So I like to you know, buy tires that are like downhill casing, right? You know, downhill yeah. case tires tend to be a little bit cheaper, at least in my experience. Um, so I'll do, you know, downhill casing tires for all my all mountain bike or my downhill bike or whatever it may be. And then I use that year round. I'm kind of a one and done kind of guy when it comes to tires. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I do a variety of tires, but I ride those tires no matter what season it is. And I, I get uh -huh. used to them. Um, so, so right now I'm, I'm on, uh, uh, I really like WTB uh, tires. I mean, local, right? Got, got, I got to represent, right? Yeah. So they're WTBs from, I, I believe it's Mill Valley. Um, okay. They're, you know, which is here in Marin County. I don't yeah, yeah. Them, but, but they're in Marin County. I know I've, I've been to their, I've seen their headquarters before, right? Yeah. So, um, so I, I like to run the, um, the WTB Verdict. That's probably one of my favorite tires right now. Is that front uh, or back? In the front, in the front. Okay. And then I use the Convict in the rear. And that's, that to me is an, awesome setup because the, the verdict is a little bit of a softer tire so it, it's it's able to hook up pretty well um and then the convict in the rear is a super hard tire and i i the way i ride i i do i'm uh, sorry for for all, all the people you know working on trails and stuff but i do like to slide around a bit so yeah uh, <laughs> it gets skeezy uh, yeah <laughs> so the so the convict in the rear is like is my it's a perfect setup right so and it's super tough i mean i've i've put those things through 
through a lot of work, right? Yeah. And they hold up pretty well. And that's, so those are the, so tires, that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I'll, I'll run, you know, anywhere. If I'm dirt jumping, I'll put more air in the tires, right? You know, if I'm, if so, I'll run like, you know, 40, 45, if I'm jumping, you know, and I'll, I'll bring it all the way down because I have cush core, right? I'll bring it down to like 30 PSI sometimes if I'm doing uh-huh. like trail riding or downhill or, what, or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, another thing is, you know, suspension's a really, really big one for me. Um, and when I say big, uh, I mean like the amount of air I have because I don't do any other adjustments other than just put some air in it and leave so it. So you're air, not a coil, coil guy. So, so I, I really like coil. Um, it's I, I see so many benefits for someone of my size riding coil, but but uh-huh. the only problem, one of the things that I kind of found out the hard way is you know it's with with the shortages of parts i you know if you buy a coil shock you also have to buy the shock or the outside the, the coil itself in a lot of cases the spring yeah yeah the, the spring yeah the spring uh and it's been really hard for me to find the the proper spring uh weights for myself i uh, really want to try one i know i know a bunch of other guys they're big dudes too that and they they all tell me man you got to ride a coil you got to ride a coil and i just i'm like afraid to pull the trigger because it seems so expensive, first of all, for the, like, some of them, you know, and it's like, then you yeah. have to buy the, the coil and it's like, or the spring, you know, and um, mm-hmm. you're like, well, what if that's not the right one? Then I got to buy another one. And it's not like there's like a go in and like try one for a couple of rides kind of deal, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I, yeah. and I always feel like, like, I just have to do it like a hundred percent thinking that it's going to play out well like yeah. go out and buy this shock in a in a spring mm-hmm. under the just the idea that it's going to be better yeah right? and that's like hundreds of dollars right exactly. or if you were to buy a push thousands yeah. of dollars you, you know it's yeah. like man i just wish that i could borrow one for a little bit or something like that take it down my mm-hmm. favorite runs see if i actually dig it and then yeah. buy it you know yeah. it's just so difficult like difficult for me to pull that trigger and even though i do spend a lot of money on my bikes and stuff like that like i buy what i know you, mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah so like i feel confident buying another santa cruz bike at a t- you know like because i know that everyone <laughs> that i've had so far i like you, yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> like so i don't know do, do you get yeah. what i'm saying yo absolutely you know and and you know i've has kind of a similar situation you know we when i was uh when i got my downhill bike recently um it came with a i think it was a 300 pound coil on there yeah <laughs> and it's like the 300 pound coil is meant for someone who's weighs like 150 pounds and i'm right. like i'm double that weight so so it, it was it was a struggle you know i ended up spending something like almost 300 dollars just finding coils you know i'd see something on ebay you know and yeah. and you know, and I used, uh, I don't know if you guys ever used the, uh, the websites, it's called, uh, uh, spring calculator, uh, men TV. Oh, yeah. I have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, that's super useful and it, and it's pretty accurate, uh, from what I, what I can, you know, what I've been able to figure out. Um, but you know, finding the spring that it tells you that you should be running for your weight and your height and how you like to ride. Um, you know, it's so hard. So I was spending, you know, by, every time a, a coil would come up somewhere where it would be, you know, whether it's like, you know, Jensen or, or eBay or the local shop or whatever, I just, I would buy it. I'd like, okay, I got to buy this. So I have, I have like all these coils sitting around that don't actually work for me because I was like, <laughs> every time I'd buy one, it was like, okay, I can use it for 
a week until I can find another one, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So it was just like constant going and buying, and then okay, now it's another one. So I had like I don't know, like almost three hundred dollars worth of coils just sitting around for there one shot. So that's that's kind of the thing, and, and you know, in a perfect world, coil shocks. At least for me, like I would I would run every bike with a coil shock. Um, but nowadays it's, it's kind of hard to find the right parts and, and, you know, things are not in stock and whatever, whatever the, the situation may be. I think it's a little more practical for, for at least myself to be on an air shock. Um, cause you can, See, you this can is the only thing I, I want to say about that. And I want to hear your opinion. Yeah. When I was 300, I was really topping out my shock. Like, I feel mm -hmm. like when those guys ask me about, Hey, does this framework for somebody our size, if they tell me they're over 300, I'm usually like, I, I've never ridden a coil, but you should probably look into it. Like, cause I knew like most of my shocks, like 300 PSI was what they claimed to be the top, mm -hmm. you know? So like if I was putting in 300 in, I was like, okay, well this is it. Like fork wise, buy any fucking fork you want. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I never feel like I'm ever concerned about pressure on the fork, but the shock mm -hmm. definitely. I don't know. Yeah. What's your experience? Oh, same, pretty much the same thing. You know, like okay. uh, luckily I, my old mountain bike or my enduro bike, it has 170 mils of travel in the rear. So I do have a little bit of extra wiggle room, I guess you could say. Right. Uh -huh. But I, I'll tell you right now with my weight, I probably couldn't ride anything lower than like 150 mils of travel and get away with it. You know, um, because I, even with 170, I'm getting, I'm getting pretty close to the end. You know, yeah. and there there are times where I'm definitely bottoming out if I if I you know if I send some jump or if I do some drop or something, you know, I'm probably gonna bottom it out. And uh so so th there's there's that to it, right? And that's kind of why, you know, in a perfect world I would definitely be on a coil because the coil I noticed with my uh with my with my two as my downhill bike, you know, it's not the right coil. I'm supposed to have like a five hundred or I think five fifty or something like that coil, but I'm running a four fifty. And, uh, and it, but, but I, I haven't bought it out yet, you know, and I've, yeah. been, I've been sending some stuff with it. So, so there's definitely responsiveness and, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not an expert on this stuff. You know, I just, yeah, no, I'm with I just you. ride it and I like it. If I don't like it, I change it. Right. Um, 100%. but, um, but you know, I've definitely seen better results for, for my size with a coil versus an air shock. I mean, for sure, for sure. Yeah. But it's, it's like how much, how much effort do you want to put into it to actually find the right coil setup? And, it, and that's where I think it's not really for everybody, you know, to have a, to run a coil shock on their bikes. But yeah, I'd really like to try it. I really would. I mean, there's so many guys that I've talked to that just, they've spoken so highly about it. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe one of these days I'll just pull the trigger and give it a shot. Yeah. Or somebody I mean, in the comments mentioned this place called full flow suspension there in Auburn, which is kind of close to me. And uh, oh, cool. they're saying that he has a lot of stuff up there. Maybe I could, I, I never thought, or I've thought about reaching out hit to him before, and uh, uh, he's actually been on the podcast in the past. And yeah, the guy Mike over there. So if you guys don't know him or of him, definitely definitely check out Full Flow, Flow Suspension. Yeah, Mikey you knows know, his shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that's kind of <laughs> through this process of figuring out the whole coil situation, it's yeah. like why why don't the companies all get together and they're like, hey. 
let's all make one size coil. <laughs> like, why does there have to be like six or seven different size coils? Like, I mean, like diameter wise, right? Oh yeah, why, yeah, like, yeah. Why is there two or two point five? Why is there three, three, and three point five and two point seven five? Like, why can't it just be one size? Leave it. Just make different lengths of it. Like, <laughs> I bet you it has to do with. I, I can I can quickly come up with there's probably some math reasons. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like I hundred percent understand what you're saying, and I want to get behind it, but I don't. There's like some like little OCD part in the back of my mind that's like, yeah. I bet you if it's like a little bit wider, like the way that that compression feels, even though it's like the same spring rate, yeah, maybe yeah. feels different or some like transfer of power shit. Some yeah. crap that we're not thinking about. Usually that's what it comes down to, right? Yeah, I, I can hear already all the, the keyboards clicking away from all the engineers in the comment section. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. You know, I want to ask you this because yeah. I recently bought a, a DJ. And um, because, like you said, there's a, a, a shortage, I think mine's coming in, like, November. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> so, um why is it that you say you you don't you don't like writing like you said you didn't feel like totally comfortable is it just let talk about that let's hear that so so i started off uh you know back when i was saying when we went to whistler the first time ever when i was a kid right um a couple bikes in you know in my you know history of biking i actually was was leaning more towards dirt jumping and bmx uh -huh. than i was towards mountain bike i didn't really get fully into mountain biking until maybe about, you know, 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, something like that. Right. So, so it was, uh, it was a, so I kind of grew up doing dirt jumping and, and whatnot. Um, somewhere along the lines, I went from being totally comfortable on a dirt jumper to just not at all comfortable on a dirt jumper. And I think it was that, you know, I just got too used to having full suspension, you know, having a nice, nice, you know, plush, you know, all mountain bike, you know, hitting trails, hitting jump trails as well and, and stuff like that, you know, where um, we're going back to that rigid feeling, you know, that rigid geometry, super small amount of travel in the front um, uh -huh. was a problem for me. Also, um, I, I have had a, a I've, I've been lucky enough to sit on, just sit on a couple other modern DJs. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm six foot four and like I could totally use them, you know, I'd have to get like, you know, riser bars and all that stuff. Um, but there's, there's just, it just feels weird. It, it, it's like in my mind, it would take too long for me to get used to it. That yeah. it would be worth just, just riding my, you know, my cap, just take my cap route on the jumps. Like I can, I can hit all these jumps with my cap route. Maybe we'll just do it on that. Right. Right. Um, but it's, it's kind of a laziness thing. You know, it's like, I, I could totally ride a dirt jumper, but how much effort do I want to put into actually relearning how to do that? Right? Yeah. 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 Totally. Yeah. And for me, yeah. like I used to ride BMX a lot when I was younger. So mm -hmm part of me buying the DJ was kind of like reconnecting with that part of my life. And, yeah. um, whenever I, I was, I had, I had a chameleon. Um, originally I bought a large, I'm, I'm at that height. That's like, I'm six two. Okay. So, um, most bike companies tell me to be on an extra large. Yeah. And I think because of my BMX background, I prefer the large just because it feels a little tighter underneath mm -hmm. me. Yeah. And um, every, so when I bought my chameleon, the idea was to use it at the dirt jump and like also like kind of reconnect with my BMX stuff, right? Mm -hmm. I bought a large and long story short, I decided I wanted a carbon frame. And when I bought the carbon frame, 
the guy at the bike shop screwed me because he goes, oh, you want an extra large, right? And I was like, well, maybe if it was an extra large, it'd be a little more stable on the downhill. And like every time in my entire fucking life that I've bought an extra large frame, I hate it. Really? But I always like somewhere along the line, like I'm like, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it'd be better. And I bought that carbon chameleon in extra large and I friggin' hated it. Yeah. And um, one of the things though was like at the when I would go to like the the dirt jumps, the local bike park here, mm -hmm. it just felt too big, you know, yeah. and um, yeah. it didn't feel right. And that's kind of why I I bought this dirt jumper because I was like, I want to like be able to ride some street like I did when I was younger and go to the dirt jumps and maybe feel more comfortable with the bike than um like a full on like BMX, you know? Cause I feel yeah. like that's yeah. six, two man, like you're six, four, like you were like a praying menace on like a, like a circus bike. Right. Or like a big <laughs> bear, you know what I mean? Like a big bear from the circus on, you know, like yeah. you know, this little tiny little thing underneath us. So like at least the DJ, um, some of them you can get in like a longer size, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I figured I would try that. And worst case scenario, I'll just sell it, you know. Sell it, sell it at a profit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially now. You know, <laughs> somebody else that doesn't have to wait six months to get it, they'll they'll pay the yeah. same price that I did, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I love dirt jumping. You know, it's one of those things where I want to I want to get on a modern dirt jump bike and, and get used to it because yeah. I totally see the value in it. You know, it's 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 a whole other discipline of biking. And, uh, you know, we're, I'm lucky, actually, around here, we have a few places to ride, you know, both, you know, skate parks, dirt jumps, you know, both like actual dirt jump parks, but also some stuff that people don't know about, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You know, some people know about, right? But um, so we do have a good variety of that stuff around here. So I think it's one of those things that, you know, as time goes on, I definitely want to, I, I definitely want a dirt jumper, like a proper modern dirt jumper, because the one I'm riding right now, it's, it's good, you know, and it's the one I, I grew up with, but it's, it's just too, it's, 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 it's kind of outdated. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. not too much changes in the dirt jumper, you know, world, but, um, yeah, but it's, it's definitely one of those things where I want, I want a tapered head too. That's, that's one of the more noticeable things. Um, why, why does that matter? Um, it, for, it just feels more stiff, like the modern dirt jumps bikes that I've ridden, uh, they uh -huh. all have tapered head tubes versus the ones that are just the one in an eighth drive or whatever yeah. their version of it is like, it's a significant difference for, especially for someone as, as big as I am. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, can, I can see on my dirt jumper right now, I can see the fork just like flexing, every, yeah, yeah. you know, over all the jumps. So I'm, there's always that thought in the back of my mind of like, oh man, is it, is it going to break? <laughs> yes, know? today going to be the am day. I gonna, am I going to boost this jump? And the next thing I know, I have no front wheel. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, so, so that's kind of one of those things where I think, I think I'm just going to use my, my, uh, my all mountain bike until I get like, until I actually build up a proper dirt jumper with, with yeah. modern parts, you know, modern, modern, modern wheels as well. You yeah. Know, and, and really just, just take that to another, to a different level that, you know, that I've, I've been wanting to take it for a long time. But yeah. I think that's really the motivate, the, the, the factor for me where it's like, you know, I just not having the right tools, I guess, is the, is the main thing. And it kind of contradicts what I said at the beginning of the, of our, of our conversation where it's like, it doesn't matter what bike you are. And it's the, it's the, it doesn't, it doesn't. I, I understand where you're coming from, man. But, it does help. It's the comp. It's yeah. a mental thing <laughs> to, yeah. to a certain extent, right? 
Yeah, I mean, you don't need a hammer to fucking drive a nail, right? Yeah. I mean, you could do it with a rock, but it sure is yeah. a lot easier with a hammer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Use the right yeah. tools. Yeah. So So you're a sender, man. I like anybody that, that's <laughs> on your Instagram, like you're, you're you're boosting some big jumps and gaps and like doing it with flair and whatnot. Um, but do you do you like the technical, like the the chunky stuff too, or is that is like air all you like? Oh yeah, no, I definitely do like the chunky stuff. Um, you know, that's that's one of the things where I want to start doing more videos of because there's so much of that stuff around here that you know I just we just haven't had a chance to film it yet. You know, there's uh, we have so many so many projects that are in front of us that we have like written down of like you know we got we just got to get to it at some point. Yeah, but, uh, but I definitely do. I do lean more towards the more flowy, jumpy type of trail yeah. riding, right? Um, but you know, in, in Marin, we have so much stuff, you know, even up in Tahoe, you know, there's, uh, as you probably know, right. There's so much stuff up there that's yeah. you know, rock sections and whatnot. You know, we have, um, we have a uh, Pacifica. I don't know if you, have you ever been to Pacifica before. Yeah. Yeah. I've ridden down there crack and yeah. mile, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, so on mile, it's a, that's a, that's a well-known trail. It's not, it's not secret. So don't, don't go crazy for me for saying the name you guys. Uh, yeah. but it's, uh, there, there's a section on it called the waterfall and it's, uh, it's a it's a pretty intense little little rock slab. When I say little, I mean it's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I I do really I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. You know, it does scare me more than jumps do in in some strange way. Um, but but uh, and I am a hundred percent opposite of you. Really, I'm terrified of a gap. But really? like the writing that I did this last weekend is just nothing but extremely gnarly rock roll, like high consequence kind of stuff like that oh, and i am a hundred percent at home on that oh, and man. um you, you you could put a a two-foot gap in front of me and i'm like oh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't think i should do that you know like yeah. I'm, I'm like like if i'm doing a three-foot drop like that's between three and four foot is when i start freaking out you know and uh yeah but like you could just put me on some crazy chunky shit and i'm 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 in love you, you know what i mean so it's yeah. interesting to hear another person's perspective you know that's i mean i guess we're all we're all different right you know? yeah yeah i'm over here i'm like you know i'm itching for canada to let us back in their country and you know for yeah. me to go back to, you know go back to whistler or, or or hit up cam loops you know i don't know if you've ever seen the uh the yeah, black branch out stuff. there yeah. yeah. Oh, dude, I've been I've been fiending to ride a fistful of dollars that uh, yeah. that big jump trail. It's just you know that stuff looks like it's built so well, and I I, just, I have to hit it. You know, it, yeah. I know I know it'll be different. You know, you get there and you're like, holy shit, this is a lot bigger than it looks in the video. So I right. fully expect that to happen, but I at least want to hit some of the some of the features out there. So are you doing um, big rides? I'm gonna have to ask because like. You know, people people are gonna assume you're a big dude. You're not doing like lots of elevation, lots of miles. What what do your rides look like? Yeah, so so because I've been only you know st I've been stuck with a downhill bike. It's been a lot of park riding recently. Uh -huh. Um, so that's kind of been you know the, uh, the 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 main attention from me, right? Um, but you know, I before before when I had my old mountain bike, and now that I have it again, you know, I'd, we'd pump out like you know. Yeah, I don't know, 2,000 uh, feet of elevation, one car yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes, stuff like that, right? Dude, um, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being on the park all day, dude. Like, everybody yeah. has their, their thing. I'm just asking. Uh, that, that's you know, the only see, reason. See, and 
my, I'm, my trying, I'm not trying to fat right. shame you. Like we can't like, can two fat people fat shame each other? Can we do that? I don't know. Is that allowed? Hey, no, no shame over here, man. I know I got, I got, this going on, right? Right? So I, I gotta, I gotta get more, more out and do some cross country rides. Right. So yeah, I don't yeah. know, man. I, yeah. I, I lost all this weight, dude. My, I've gone from a solid C cup down to a B cup. I'm like, I don't know, man. <laughs> movies like losing its shit, dude. I'm gonna lose subscribers. They're gonna be like, Hey, I was here for the fat guy. <laughs> yeah. Well, are you doing anything particular to lose weight? Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, this is the thing. I've gained and lost a lot of weight in my life. And every time, it really just comes down to how many calories you eat versus how many calories you burn. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what way... Like, yes, there's going to be some science and there's going to be like the keyboard clicking going on. <laughs> but if it's keto or vegan or low calorie or fucking the root beer diet, like whatever it is that gets you to lower your cal the caloric intake yeah, to be lower than the amount of calories that you're burning, mm -hmm. you're going to lose weight. Yeah. And um, so for me personally, I essentially count calories. Um, I know like how to eat well and I know how to I definitely like, you don't get to be 300 and not know how to eat shitty. So like <laughs> I know both ends of the spectrum and um, realistically is just like putting a lot of riding in, uh, working out because muscle burns more, more energy than fat, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and just, just burning more than I'm eating. And when you're trying, when when you're trying to do that, you 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 can't like you have to make wise decisions on the calories that you take in, right? Yeah, so absolutely. let's just say, absolutely. let's just say that you have enough time to burn five thousand calories in a day, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, you could eat five thousand calories and not lose any weight. That'd be fun, mm -hmm. you know. But if you want to lose weight, then you have to eat or drink less than that. So it's like. Yeah. Like beer, there's, okay, like a good portion of last year, there's been, okay, I'm not going to drink for the next month. Because that's like, I'm a big dude. And like three beers doesn't get me going. You know, it's like fucking eight, you know, and 200, 300 calories a piece. And I'm saying eighties where I'm like, hey, I'm feeling good now. That's not where I'm stopping if we're having a good time, you know, like yeah, I'm, I'm drinking in one night of partying with some people eating like three days, you know, like, so like, yeah, <laughs> um, you have to be wise with how you're going to take those calories in. And realistically, yeah. that, like, that's what I do is I just focus on trying to eat as well as I can and burn as many calories as I can. And um, mm -hmm. I mean, I lost like 60 pounds. I still want to lose another. Nice. Congrats. Um, I, I've kind of bounced up a little bit. I, I, I lost 60. I'm at about 50 pounds I've lost right now. Mm -hmm. The last couple of weeks, actually the last month or so, I've just got to a point where I was like being too Nazi with myself for too long. And yeah. I um, needed to have like kind of like a little reset, have some fun for a while, drink some beers, eat some cheesecake, eat all the yeah. chicken wings that I want to eat. And yeah. then um, I'm planning on locking back down here in the next, week or two and awesome. um trying to lose that last i want to get down to 220 which yeah, um yeah. Yeah. for me i am really happy with 
who I am at 220 and kind of going back to some, excuse me, something I was thinking about while we were talking earlier is like, even when I consider myself skinny, I'm still like way bigger than what shit's engineered for. Yeah. You know, like if I'm skinny at 220, I'm still like needing cush score. I'm still <laughs> yeah. at the top of my <laughs> suspension. I'm still, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> so, so like, I mean, and you're tall too. So like, I mean, six, four, you could be 250 and pretty thin at six, mm -hmm. four. You, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm sure at 300, you don't look, you didn't look like what I looked at at 300, you know, like, and, and that's only two inches of difference, but I, I got a buddy that's like six, five and him and I were weighing in at the same thing at one, you know, at a certain point I was like, why do you look like that? You're only three yeah. inches taller, you know, <laughs> like that's bullshit. Wish I could yeah. get a little taller, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, but, the, be, being, you know, lighter, I mean, well, first of all, congratulations on the weight loss. That's, that's thank awesome. You. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, that's where I'm heading right now. You know, I'm trying to get down that path, right? Um, but have you, you watched know, my videos? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, cool. I've, yeah. I've heard so many people say that it's been super inspiring to watch. So it's in, it's incredible. You know, and, and I, I would assume that you know it's a lot easier not to ride, right? Now that you don't have so much weight behind, right? So I struggle with this honestly because I feel like I'm riding better now mm -hmm. yes part of it is because i lost the weight but i really feel like it's because i've been riding so much more mm -hmm. so like i ride between five and seven days a week at this point That's like awesome. legit rides uh -huh. whereas before it was like maybe one weekend day one maybe one midweek ride yeah that would be like most weeks a good week would be like two like decent rides Okay. And um, so, like, I struggle with, yes, the weight loss helps. Yes, I can throw the bike around better. But I'm, I'm like, more fit. So, like, mm -hmm. I know that I could have been, I could have been working out, like, I've been working out. And I could have been riding as much as I have been. But also still just drinking as much beer and eating as yeah. many chicken wings as I wanted to. <laughs> and, like, not lost any weight. And I'd be like way stronger and a way better rider. Mm -hmm. And that's the part that I struggle with. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, I really yeah. don't know. Yeah. I will say, yes, I feel better when I'm riding. Yeah. Yes. I'm fucking handling shit way better than I was. Yeah. Um, yes. I noticed a difference in the gear. Like, mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? Like I can, mm -hmm. my suspension is definitely reacting better to me than before, you know? Um, yeah. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I think you get what I'm saying. You know yeah, I, mean? I, I totally do. You know, I've, I've been, you know, that's kind of my, my goal right now is I'm, let me just put straight up. I'm always going to be a big dude, no matter what, like it's yeah. going to be impossible for me to ever actually shrink as a person, but right. I do have a good, a solid layer of, of, uh, of some blubber, I guess you could say, right. 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 <laughs> you know, that I, that I could do without. Right. Um, yeah, but for me, you know, the motivating the mo the motivation behind it is that you know I want to be able to to film more than what I'm doing now, right? And I do I do feel myself being held back. 
yeah. uh, in some ways, right? You know, I, I want to be able to, to to pull bar spins. You know, I want to be able to backflip one day and do all yeah. this stuff, right? I want to be I want to be known as the dude who's like just huge, right? Like the six foot four, whatever guy. You know, weighs all this. You know, he's huge. He's you know whatever. He's oh he's out there sending stuff. You know, like that's I want to continue that as being the yeah. person that I am, right? And do I you think know who Jeff Lenowski is? Who? Jeff Lenowski. Oh, I don't, I don't know. It's, Look him up, dude. He's a, he's been a, a professional trials rider for years. And oh, I want to say Jeff is like six, four or six, five. He, he, he clocks in at like two twenty, and badass rider. Wow. So he would be some inspiration to you. Yeah. You know, you know, who was, uh, who was a huge inspiration to me growing up. Uh, unfortunately he's, he's passed away now, but uh, Kelly McGarry, Oh yeah. Uh, he, yeah, that guy, man. I I remember I saw him once. I believe it was Sea Otter. I mean, years ago. But um, he was the dude was super tall. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was. I I don't know. Don't quote me on this, but I think he was like six foot six or six foot seven or something like that. Right. The dude was was. I remember him being very tall. And you know, I was I was a kid at the time, right? So I you know who knows, right? But yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, but but he, you know, seeing him at Rampage and seeing him the kind of stuff that he was doing was yeah. just blew my mind, man. And it was, and so that's kind of where, you know, someone who I I kind of want to you know model you know myself after in a sense after in a sense, right? Is like you know being able to do those kinds of things, right? And and yeah. just sending huge drops and backflips and all that kind yeah, of stuff, yeah. right? And I remember his his attitude was just amazing. You know, one of the nicest guys you'd ever meet, yeah. right? And, um, you know, I, unfortunately I never actually got to meet him or anything like that. Right. So it was, uh, you know, it is what it is. Right. But, yeah. um, but yeah, so, and you know, a funny fact, actually, and this is, this might blow your mind or it might not, but, uh, interesting fact about me, I was actually vegan for like three and a half, almost four years. <laughs> oh, right on. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not anymore. <laughs> uh, so that, that changed uh, real quick, but I, yeah, I've, I've always been kind of into like, you know, trying new things with, with diets and whatnot. But I, but nowadays I am taking more of an approach, like what you're saying, you know, of like, you know, watch what you're eating, you know, you, you're, whatever you put in is, you know, if you want to lose weight, you got to put out more than what you're putting in. Right. Yeah. And I think, I think that philosophy is kind of, is, is what I'm, what I'm taking an approach as right now. Um, yeah. You know, I think, it's I think that's, fuel, man. that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Like your body is a machine and it's just like, you decide what kind of fuel you want to put in, dude. Mm hmm. Like, yeah. like you, you could probably run a car engine on baby oil instead of freaking like regular motor oil, right? Yeah, it's just not gonna run as long. Yep, exactly. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you you can fucking pour straight alcohol in there mixed with like Kool Aid, and it'd probably mm -hmm. run for a few miles, but yeah, not not as good. That, so like, yep. it's just up to you, and like, it's a balancing act, you know. And like for me, at the end of the day, I love drinking beer. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love eating chicken wings, like. I love eating pizza. I love, you know, all that stuff. But I also love riding bike and being and and like hands down the last two days riding, I would have not been able to do a year ago. Wow. And, that's so cool. and it, it's because like that effort, you know, and what I that definitely is a motivator. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. to be able to go out and put in a 30 mile day with you know three four thousand feet of climbing at elevation and get up in the morning and do it again and then get up the next day and still do your your local 15 miles with two thousand elevate feet elevate and like 
get up again the next day and do, you know, again. Yeah. That is a motivator because riding bikes, my drug and, and I like being addicted to it. And yeah. like the way I was treating my body in the past, I couldn't do it like I can right now. Yeah. And that part makes it worth it. So like, if anything I could say to you, like, it'd be worth it for those reasons. It's definitely yeah. not more fun. Like <laughs> 300 pounds, 150 pounds. Like it doesn't matter, dude. Riding a bike is fun. Yeah. Like absolutely. smashing some rocks or hitting some jumps. It's fun. It doesn't yeah. matter how much you weigh. It doesn't matter if you're hungover or you're fit or you're, you're fat. Like yeah. those things are fun, you know? And climbing sucks no matter what, yeah. right? Yeah. Like you're skinny, you it still sucks. You're just faster, you know. Like yeah. so, like there you have to find different reasons for for why why you want to be fit or lose weight. You know what I mean? Exactly. You know that that, that actually brings me back some memories. You know, I, I I raced cross country back in high school. You know, and we have uh for those of you outside of California, we have the you know, the NorCal League and the SoCal League, right, for all the high schools have clubs and stuff, right? And um, so I was on my high school team, and, and um, you know, we we were kind of the out, outlaws, I guess you could say, in some sense, right? Because we, we never – we were never a cross-country team. We were right. just basically the downhill team that went to cross-country races. <laughs> so, right, right. So, we, so we, we, we did okay, right? We had some pretty serious people on the team, but, you know, it was one of those, one of those things where we would, you know, at least myself – you know, I would be just huffing and puffing on the uphill, right? Get to the top, and then all those kids that passed us on the uphill, I'd oh, yeah, right just back up on the downhill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we always had, like, the enduro bike. You know, back before enduro was a thing, right? We always had, like, 150, 160 mil travel bikes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone else is on, like, 100, 100 mil little squirt guns, right? So it was just like, it was just such a strange dynamic, you know, we were were the outlaws always, you know, that's kind of been my, my whole upbringing in the bike, in the bike world, right? It's just, yeah, just an outlaw, right? Oh, I'm the big kid. Oh, well, I'm puffing up the hill, but I'll beat you on the downhill. Yeah. Yeah. I know the feeling there a hundred percent. Yeah. Dude, I can't wait to ride with you, man. We're definitely going to have to hook up. Um, if you ever want to come up my area, excuse me, drank too many beers and burping. Um, (laughs) like, uh, Ever want to come up in my area and ride for sure? I definitely want to get back down to your neck of the woods. I'll I'll be honest yes. with you though. Right now, this time of year, I'm like dedicated to high altitude shit. Mm-hmm. So I, I probably won't ride the bay much until it's starts raining again, you know? That's the move. Yeah. That's a good Yeah, move. yeah. But for me, it's like, dude, as soon as the snow melts in Tahoe, I just want to be up there just riding everything I can. But yeah. um yeah. Some weekends it doesn't work out for that. So of course. Either way, like if you want to come up here and ride or we can maybe something comes up, I definitely want to come down there and hang out with you for sure. Let's absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, let, let's let's definitely do that. If you like some chunky like gnarly stuff too, I can definitely show you some 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 goods. Awesome. <laughs> that might not yeah, be on the yeah. map. Come down anytime. You know, we have uh winter is always better around here as you Yeah, know, yeah. Right. You know, some of the trails are like literally impossible to ride in the summertime. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could, I mean, anyone could ride them, right? But it's just, they're just not enjoyable. So yeah. you're, you're on the verge of death the whole time. So it's I heard there's some yet. super good stuff, like 
maybe some some trails in China camp that aren't the uh, the, the the one legal loop there. So yeah. oh yeah, I, I heard I heard there's some pretty rowdy shit over there. If you know, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I try right to right on, man. Well, <laughs> you know, um, every time I do one of these, I always ask people at the end, and it doesn't matter if it's mountain bike related or not. But um, what's the YouTube channels that you like listen or like watching? Because sometimes people throw out some stuff like Josh from uh, Daily MTB Rider threw yeah. out Cartonarks once, and he's uh, like, "Oh, I love watching these." Have you ever heard of that channel? Uh, it's this guy basically Arc. walks through the parking lot of like, let's just say Walmart, and okay. anybody that doesn't put their cart back in the like the the cart receptacle, yeah. like he just harasses the shit out of them. And it's funny as hell. So, yeah. like, you ask people, like, hey, what do they watch? And you come up with some some good stuff, man. So, yeah, what, what, what channels do you like watching? Well, I have uh, – so, just in general, uh, yeah. probably my top ones are uh, – I don't know if you guys ever heard of uh, Vlog Creations. It's uh, a guy named Charles Ross. He's, like, a kind of a comedian. But he's okay. just a dude that just he's – he's an amazing person in my eyes, right? Uh -huh. uh, he does he does a lot of funny a lot of funny stuff. Um, it's so vlog like, like vlog. Yeah, the vlog vlog creations. Yeah, he's a pretty okay. big channel. I'm sure you could you'd, you'd be able to find him pretty easily. But right, um, him uh, I really like Whistling Diesel. I don't know if you guys know who who Whistling Diesel is. He's uh, he's an automotive uh, YouTuber. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy. The that sounds gets, really like, familiar. I'm trying to think of like place the picture in my head though. He, he destroys everything. <laughs> That sounds just, fun. It's like super nice trucks and just destroys them and pisses everybody off. And I, I love that. So, um, but, but it, as far as like biking goes, um, Seth is awesome. I mean, whatever, whatever channel Seth is running, I'm always watching it. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, you also have, uh, God, dude, there's so many, it's so hard to pinpoint, <laughs> pinpoint them. Right. There's a, a couple other, why am I? Why am I blanking on? I'm like blanking on names right oh, now. It doesn't matter, man. Like I, th I think the the gist of it is just like there's always like I don't know, man. There's so yeah. many channels out there that yeah. you can't ever find them all. Yeah, you know. And I think it's to, to me, I just think it's fun to like hear the one or two. And you threw a couple out there yeah. that like you never know. You know, like yeah. there's like what's that chick's name? Simone something. She's like makes like useless robots she's like from like oakland or something mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. she's super fun to watch man and yeah it's not something that you would expect me as a mountain bike youtuber to be watching yeah. you know so yeah like it's always it's always cool to hear what other people are watching and uh yeah also i've, I've got to give a shout out to kyle warner in april like oh yeah their their, their channel has been so mind-blowing how much growth they've gotten and i've, yeah. I've you know, I, I, I do, I do know Kyle Warner, you know, we, we know each other through acquaintances. Um, but it's just a good dude. been incredible. I think you, he's, you've had Kyle Warner on before, yeah. right? You've had him on. I think you've had April on as well. You had them both on, I believe. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's, I gotta give him a shout out. Cause it's like, you know, there's so many people I, I literally, people are always asking me, you know, Oh, how do I do a jump? How do I do a gap? How do I do this or whatever? I'm just like, I go YouTube, Kyle Warner. All right. Here's this video. Send it off. You yeah, know, so it's like it's like here I could explain it, but he's gonna do a lot better of a job than I. Yeah, can. yeah. He's such so. a nice guy, such a genuine yeah. guy. Oh yeah, yeah. I actually met him through Craigslist. Really? Yeah, I tried to buy. I was buying a gravel bike, and I ended up just buying a gravel bike from him. Yeah, 
and I didn't even know who he was. He like showed up in my house and was like mm -hmm. buying this gravel bike. And I, I, have you met him? I mean, you said you know him, so like in yeah, person, I, I do know him, yeah. he's a little dude, like compared to yeah. us. Like he's not, <laughs> he's not our size, you know. So like I'm buying this gravel bike from him, and I'm thinking he's like a roadie kind of dude, you know? Because mm -hmm. look at him, you know, he's like not not my size, you know, and. uh He's like looking around my garage because he, he came to my house and he's like, there's all these mountain bikes. Oh, you, you ride mountain bike too? And I was like, yeah, yeah. How about you? And he's like, oh, yeah, I do. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, cool. So like, what do you do? And he's like, well, I'm a professional rider, like enduro or downhill rider. And I was like, oh, I just played it cool. I was like, oh, right on. Cool. Right. That's rad. Right. right. You know, and let's change the subject. And then when he left, I like Googled him. I was like, holy shit, yet. this guy's badass, man. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire life. And I'm not 100%. just saying that. Like, 100%, he's yeah. so nice, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, and I think you get that from the videos. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, like he he definitely comes across that way. And I think, if anything, like, everybody always, like, distrusts the internet, right? So they're probably mm -hmm. like, yeah, he's putting it on. No, he's really No, he's, he's definitely not faking it. Like, yeah. not yeah. at all. That's yeah. actually how he is in person. It's, it's amazing. Right on, man. Well, hey, I I really appreciate you spending the time and hanging out here with us tonight and chatting. And uh, I can't wait to to actually be able to 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 put some tires on the dirt together. Yeah. Um, I had a great time chatting, man. I really did. I'm Love glad it. that I ran into your channel, and I'm excited to see where you're going. Thanks. Yeah. It's been amazing being on here, you know, and and this is. This is my first podcast I've ever done, so it's it's amazing that you reached out to me, and everything's been happening so fast for us the last couple months that you know it's 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 mind blowing, you know, being yeah. where we are. And, and well, you don't you need know, to do any more podcasts, dude. This is the best one. So <laughs> <laughs> just tell everybody anytime somebody calls you and they're like, "You want to be on my podcast?" You'd be like, "No, you actually, can just listen to this other one." It, it was as good yeah. As <laughs> I appreciate. It. Hey, there, there's that. Remember, we were talking about like fake YouTubers. Yeah. My, my alert's going out. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. So, hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Definitely go swing by Normal Mountain Biker or Normal MTBR, however you want to say it. There's a link in show more. If you're listening to it on a podcast, there's a link down there. If you're watching it on YouTube, there's a link in show more there. Um, definitely swing by and check out his content. They're doing some good stuff over there. I can't wait to see what they're going to do in the future. Same thing goes with mine. If you enjoy this, hit the subscribe button. It's really not that hard. It's like right over there. It's free. And the thumbs up button, hit that if you enjoyed it. If you didn't like it, hit it twice. I mean, it does the same thing. So, or three times. I mean, if you really didn't like it, hit it three times. It'll do me do me lots lots of favors. So I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I'm sorry it's been sporadic lately, but hey, it's summer. We're all trying to have fun, and um, it is what it is. But until the next time, I do want you guys to remember one thing. At least it only takes a bike to be a biker. Get out and be one.